El todo sea por un beso, deal. Ya soñabas con llegar a McDonald's, ordenar tus McNuggets y tu Big Mac de siempre. Con extra pepinillos, extra salsa especial, extra cebolla, porque tú eres así, extra. Pero luego recuerdas que estás en una cuarta cita. Y quizá ordenar cebollas extra no sea la mejor movida. Hay un meal para cada cita en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, with me always is my hetero life mate, Rico, and this is our Christmas episode. Happy holidays, everybody. So, hey, man, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Okay, so, to this will be coming out, for those listening, when we release it, the Sunday before Christmas, but we won't be back again until, with a traditional episode till after the New Year, so this is our holiday episode. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like it, you just, you're a goddamn Grinch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I, uh, we do have something special planned for you guys for New Year's, but we won't tell you what that is. You'll just have to wait to find out, but that won't be a traditional pot askew episode you just have to wait and find out all right look at that mysticism so this is christmas now oh before we get deep into it i did want to put a quick shout out to um a fan of ours um a gentleman named mike who i met at the previously discussed high school reunion who has made a request for us to do an episode and Timing for the end of the year hasn't allowed us to do that, so we will be probably starting our year off with that request. So just a heads up, Mike, we haven't forgotten your request. It's coming. We'll have it for you soon, so probably after the, after the new year, I would think. Yeah, not to mention I, I uh, was very much under the weather the past couple of weeks. Like four weeks ago and three weeks ago, I had the flu, and then two weeks ago and a week ago, I had a migraine. So I was just down the majority of this month. And plus, didn't so, you get like food poisoning somewhere in the middle of all of that too? I, I I had food poisoning in the middle of that too. It was really fucking bad. It was it was to the point where I was like getting up every thirty minutes or so. Like I would fall asleep from I was just so exhausted. I would wake up and then like have to crawl over Steph or like have her move, and I'm like, oh my god, way I gotta go. And then I'm like puking and shitting, and I'm, it was just it was not this month in particular has been particularly fucking rough. So I'm today's actually like the first day I'm really feeling 100% for the most part. Okay. Um, and to, I know you're going to ask about fat fuck follow up. It hasn't happened. Yeah. I was going to say, we haven't done that in a while, but I guess you've been, you've been down for the count. So I guess that hasn't been happening either. I'm pretty sure I've lost some weight. Just not for working out. I think it was right. from everything else I was doing. <laughs> right, right. So, well, you know, you'll get back into it. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to stick to a, a health regimen of any sort during this time of year, anyway, with like 
Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that kind of stuff. It's really difficult to do that. So, well, there's also that whole thing about how like people say, "Oh, once you start getting, you know, you become addicted." I'm like, "Nope, not at all. Not for me. It was never an addiction. It was more of like, well, you know, I'll experiment. You know, it was more of an experimentation thing. It was never like I'm a full blown addict." Well. I can see how people come to that conclusion, though, because I, when I used to work out, I did kind of get that need to keep doing it, but it was easy to break that addiction, too, for what that's worth. So it was easy for me to, to get excited about yeah. going, but it was also easy for me to eventually stop. It wasn't so... I don't know if that qualifies as the word addiction, but it certainly... Uh, it, I did get that drive that I guess is why it gets equated to an addiction. I don't know. Well, I feel bad because I, I was always going with my friend Michael and uh, I feel, I told him like when I finally, I, I, I hadn't been feeling good enough to just like hang out with him, but I finally like saw him. Uh, he asked me if I'd wash some dishes with him at uh, the bar that we frequent that he also works at. And uh, I went there and I, and I just told him, I said, dude, I feel like I'm fucking letting you down. It's like, you're not letting me down. You know, I understand you're sick. You know, it's just like, I need, like, it feels like we're wasting money at this point. You know, you owe me X amount of dollars for this past month. I said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you or my mother will pay you, which is part of the agreement. My mom said that if you go to the gym, I'll pay for it. I'm like, right, okay. Um, because why not? Why not take advantage of that? Sure. And, uh, so I just felt like I was like, dude, I feel like I'm letting you down. But before that, like he fucked up his hand twice, right? And we couldn't go to the gym for that. So it's it's not completely on me. But recently, it's been on me. But I was like, you know, Michael, you can still go without me. He's like, yeah, but where's where's the fun in that? I don't want to yeah. go by myself. And, I'm and, be surrounded by men. I want you with me. <laughs> and that's that's what killed it for me. Is the guy I used to go with stopped going, and so it became hard for me to go by myself. And that's why I lost it. So I totally get where both of you are coming from. And maybe after New Year, you guys pick it up. You know, maybe New Year resolution kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I definitely want to keep back in, getting into a routine. I but I'm afraid of is now that I'm feeling better. I don't want to like rush into it and make myself feel worse. No. Because that was a reoccurring thing where I would push myself too hard uh, when I'd feel good and then I'd trigger a migraine and then I just couldn't fucking do anything. Then right. I, you know, that was that was always like a thing in the past because I would work out when I was younger, but I always I always like to push myself that extra push um, working out, especially with weightlifting and swimming and, and shit like that. And then then I'd wake up with a fucking migraine. Then I'd be immobile for like a week and a half. Right. And, and then I'm back. Well, but anyways, um, by the way, I, I teased I start, our new year's I start telling you, special. Are we, are we still on schedule for that? For what? The new year's special. Oh yeah. Okay. Of course I know. Um, well, you thought you might've picked up some extra work. So I wasn't sure if that was, Oh, that, that's all changing, man. Uh, video room is like, like they're changing my schedule around. Uh, they're trying to compensate for hours and, and shit like that. It's just, this has been the, this was the lowest, uh, week ever at, in the history of the video room. So okay. we're not doing well financially. We're not doing well, uh, business wise. We could just need more customers. And, and the owner, unfortunately, is nervous about telling the customers that we're like, in dire straits and i'm like we need to tell the customers you know like we need them to like understand that keep coming and right. you know, to tell everyone they know that now now is like the last haul of either 
come save us or say goodbye. Well, all right, then. If if you're in the Oakland area and you're listening to this, damn it, go over to the video room on Piedmont, Piedmont right? And yeah, rent, some, rent some. See Rico. Tell him how much you like the show. Make fun of him. I don't care. And rent something. As long as you rent something, that's the key. You can't go in there. You don't get to take a shot at Rico unless you leave with a disc in your hand. That's the that's the the deal we'll make. You can say whatever I'll, you want about Rico. <laughs> I'll even I'll even sweeten the pot. If you are a fan of the show and you come in and you uh, if you tell me that you listen to Podescu podcast. And then I will throw in one free rental. Wow. One, Look one. at that. Look at that, guys. So free rental if you're a Pot of Skew fan and you live in the Oakland area and you can get out to the video room. So please go. Well, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't have to just live in Oakland. I'm not like the, oh, fuck you, Berkeley listeners, or well, fuck you, San Leandro listeners. But anybody no. who, like, honestly, at this point, if you live in L.A. and you come to the video room and rent, I'll be fucking happy. Sure. I'm just saying we have, the only reason why I said it that way is we have fans in Chicago that aren't going to make it to the video room. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you know we yeah. have fans yeah. in other states and from what you tell me, other countries. So, yeah, we, we've got uh, we've got some from over the pond. So um, I don't think they're making a trip to the video room. <laughs> So, oh no, they totally would. Like Ricardo and Frank would totally one hundred percent. Like if they lived in the U.S., they would definitely come to me. Oh well, that's, if they lived in the U.S., sure. I'm talking. They're not going to come from their country to rent a video. So. I've t I've told them. I I told Ricardo in, in, in one particular. I said uh, I said if you ever come out here, you say like, will I be able to rent a movie? I'm like, I mean, probably not. You could buy a movie there because like. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go all the way back to fucking Amsterdam and be like, "Hey, man, are you gonna return this shit?" I could mail it in. <laughs> yeah, then pay off, and then never pay a three hundred dollar late fee. Yeah, right. All right, so it is Christmas time in Harlem City. I think that's how the line goes. Um, Run DMC, man. No, Christmas time in Harlem Queens. That's the line. Anyway, I don't remember the rest of it, but yeah. On that note, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we um we thought we'd go over some Christmas movies we both enjoy. Um, let's maybe talk about some Christmas traditions if we have any. Some Christmas songs that we both like, and then I want us to take some time and maybe maybe answer the all-time Christmas question: Is Die Hard a Christmas nice. movie? Uh, I, I thought you were going to ask, is that before Christmas a Christmas movie? But Is what? I mean, well, hey, we is, could an answer that one, too. Uh, the answer is yes to both of them. I don't give a fuck what Bruce Willis says. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas fucking movie. But the argument... Okay, well, we'll save that for later, because I, I do want to get into that. Um, I... I kind of, to be honest with you, lean your way, but I can speak for the other side just from things I've heard and read. So anyway... Um, so what was it like for little Rico in Oakland at Christmas time? Um, well, okay. I have to go back a little bit. Okay. My dad, uh, was raised a Jehovah's Witness. And I, I think I've talked about that a couple of times. No, so I, I when, don't think you've actually said that. 
Okay, well, my dad was raised. My, my dad's not religious, and I'm not religious. But when right. he was, uh, it was sort of unorthodox for Italians. Uh, but my grandfather, I guess, if I'm if I understand the history properly, and my dad's told me this, so I'm pretty sure I know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, the some of the original Jehovah's Witnesses were actually Italians, and they were known as Waldensians. So okay. to to give you a comparison, it's like. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are like Protestants compared to Waldensians, which are like Catholics. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Waldensians are in Italian or known as Valdese because I think it's like Italian and German like sort of areas. So it, it's like Germans and, and Italians and French and I think. And uh, so they were known as Waldensians and they were just basically the original Jehovah's Witnesses. I think my grandfather, who was raised Catholic, like most Italians, and he's from Italy. He was, he was, you know, an immigrant. He, I guess, just discovered it and he liked the fact that they were, he, he just liked whatever the fuck they offered. I, I didn't particularly like it or understand it, um, reading my history about it. But for some reason, he showed up at the house one day told my uncle and my dad and said, all right, we're, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, that was it. There was no, like, where, you know, how did you guys feel? It's just like, my dad was right. 10 years old, my uncle was 14. He said, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. And my grandmother, I believe, hated the concept and hated the idea of joining a church. I think she might have been Catholic, right? My grandmother was also a particularly uh, interesting woman. She, I never met her, but she apparently ha hated everybody. Good, like she would talk shit about everybody and she came off pretty fucking racist but the argument was that since she hated everybody including Italians and Jews and blacks and everybody that she was like an equalist is how like the family kind of said well she was racist but she hated everybody equally. like well, yeah, yeah that doesn't make it much better no but at least I, I first she of didn't I discriminate agree with that. in That's, her yeah <laughs> yeah, the irony is she didn't discriminate in her discrimination. That was the yeah. irony. Well, yeah, and I mean that's what I'm gonna say. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be a uh, uh, a hateful person, at least hate everybody. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Some people strive for that. Um, so my, <laughs> so for those who don't know, Jehovah's Witnesses don't get to celebrate Christmas or holidays or or even birthdays. birthdays. Yeah, you know, really quick, Rico, not to cut your story off, but it's funny because. Again, I don't think this is information I knew, so I'm, I'm finding it really in interesting and intriguing, but I'll also share with you very quickly that um, I watched that Scientology show with Leah Remini. Are you familiar with it? Oh, I've, I've seen clips of her talking about it, and I've seen... Uh, I, I saw the entire interview of her and Joe Rogan. Okay. That was fucking nuts. That was. I've seen that, too. But she also does a show called Aftermath, and it's about life. It's called Aftermath, Life After Scientology. But she goes after specific, yeah. in different seasons, because we're in the third season already, going after different areas of the show or the, the church. And every once in a while, yeah. they have these one-off, um, like, roundtable-type discussions that don't necessarily center around what the rest of the season's about. And they just did one with a bunch of ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, and they were comparing the two, and it's really kind of scary how similar the two oh, are. Oh, it really is. It really is. The only reason why Scientology is regarded as like culty and crazy is because it's new. That's the only reason. If Scientology <laughs> was 2,000 years ago, yeah. or even 1,000 years ago, 
or even 700 years ago or even 500 years ago, we, it would actually have more credibility. But because it's a quote-unquote new religion, it comes off faulty. But if you look at Jehovah's, if you look at Jehovah's Witnesses or even most of Christianity, it's it, the doctrine is the same thing. It's it's very culty. It's following rules. It's 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 a lot of bullshit. There, there, yeah, and I don't want to get into a whole anti-religion thing tonight because I know we could, and I'm not. So that's not meant negatively, but we are still doing a Christmas thing. So I think an anti-religion rant may be a bad idea. But that being said, I think um, it it really is kind of frightening the the similarities. And it it was just so to hear you say you grew up like that, and and for me not to know that actually is a little. Even if it was, even if it was. Well, I did, I didn't grow. Up. Well, off to the side of it, I guess maybe you know, but. Yeah. Parallel to well, I saw I, I had the repercussions of no Christmases really with my dad. I didn't really get to experience holidays with my dad, but it had nothing to do with the church. At that point, it was just habit because right. he got out of the church when he was about twenty. Okay, and when I was born, my dad was fifty-three. So it's, it's not like you know still fresh in his mind. He just said, I, "Well, fuck it." He, he was very much like, "I'm not going to celebrate." this Hallmark holiday and this pagan bullshit and blah, blah, blah. So, but it is very similar, the the similarity between Jehovah's Witnesses and Scientology to the point of my dad told me that, you know, you know the, what the Watchtower is? Yes, yes. The little, for those who don't know, it's the little pamphlet that the Jehovah's Witnesses, when they knock on your door or say, would you like to buy a Watchtower for whatever the fuck, 10 cents or a dollar or whatever, those little things the members of the church, like my dad, had to make those. They had to fold them and crease them and staple them and, and make them and you know press them, press them out. And then they would go door to door, hand them out. They did all this for free. They had they got never compensated for the gas of their car or the hours they put in walking door to door or anything. Or even just making the fucking things. Right. And it because Jehovah's Witnesses qualify as a church they they pay no taxes so they're bringing in millions of yep. billions of dollars a year and not paying it and 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 that's the same thing with scientology the only difference is scientology will beat the shit out of their members well if you believe some of the stories from that round table it's not far off but anyway um no i'm that I'm, uh, yeah but no i'm saying um, on the so, jehovah side too but anyway my um so i didn't have traditional christmases with my dad uh but i did have semi christmases with my mother we didn't have any traditions um my mother when i was when i was younger um financially was not doing amazing so but my mom made the most of what she could do with the little money that she had sure um to try cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. I make Christmas special. And I remember there was one one or two years in particular. If you want to talk tradition, this is the closest thing I could have for a tradition, sure. which was my mom 
was so exhausted from shopping uh, because she worked her ass off to get the money for presents for me. And then just was so fucking exhausted, didn't have the time or energy to wrap them up. So we made this whole little thing about how she would hide them behind her. And then like I would close my eyes and she would pull it from from behind her and give it to me. And it would be an unwrapped present. And she, you know, my, a lot of my stuff that when I was little, when I uh, were dollar store toys and a lot of, you know, there would be a lot of like real cheap stuff. And then like one big present right. to make up for it. You know, I got clothes and everything as well. Um, but I got, like I think the big deal was was she got me like the fourth Harry Potter book, um, but like and then I got like a bunch of like she'd gone to, like a Goodwill and gotten a bunch of toys and stuff like that. And I could tell I could tell they were used, and but I still appreciate them because they were still fun and still sure. I was a young kid. And, um, that was the closest to a tradition was that, and then that all sort of changed when my mother met um, my I, I call my stepfather, but they're not married, but. Um, They've been together for like forever, though, right? Like for they've been been together uh, fifteen years, I think. Is this year is fifteen years? Yeah, that's like my mom and her boyfriend. They've been together like twenty, some thirty-eight, so twenty-two years, something like that. But they're never Mm -hmm. married. They're not gonna get married. So I, I hear you. I understand. I mean, there's still a possibility they might get married. I just think uh, Maxwell needs to be aware of it. (laughs) <laughs> wakes up one day and he's married what what the fuck just happened yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like i blinked what happened <laughs> um maxwell came from a lot of traditional christmases yeah he was born in north carolina so he's got that southern root kind of yep. thing uh and, i mean it's it's also um an east coast so it's east coast southern southern but he's also born in georgia so he's got southern roots but he was you know sure. more or less um, went to college and I want to say went to college. The, oh fuck! I think I don't remember where he went to college. But anyways, he came from like big traditional family shit of Christmases and wrapping presents. And he, this motherfucker could wrap a present like nobody's business. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I always wrap presents really shitty. Like I think I've got it, and then I'm like, fuck! Instead of wasting the paper and like cutting out another thing to wrap the box in. I just cut another separate thing and then like tape it onto the side that's not been covered. It just looks shitty. It's all lumpy and tape everywhere. It looks like the Grinch wrapping a present for the first time because he's never done it. But You're just you like, know, what the fuck? That's the thing though, like about wrapped presents. Like, yeah, there's a thing about you know finding wrapped presents under the tree or whatever, and it's a very cool experience. But like. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how well-wrapped it is because you're going to just destroy the paper anyway, unless you're my father. My father would open Christmas presents meticulously to the point that you could genuinely reuse the paper. It was hysterical. Yeah, I don't understand. I I mean, I understand all about saving and waste not, want not and all that shit, but like at the same time, it's like... that's why I told my mom, I said, Mom, don't wrap the presents. Or I'm going to rip them apart. We're just wasting paper. Stop buying wrapping paper. Or use... She did one year use the funnies. Like the, oh, that's uh, the a great way to funnies. wrap presents. And I yeah. thought that was a really kind of cool way of doing it. Yeah, totally. If you're going to get the paper anyway... Just use then... newspapers to yeah. throw away. Um, I've seen some interesting ways of doing things like 
like if you need a box, I've seen I've gotten presents in like Cheerios boxes, but the, it wasn't Cheerios. It was something else, like a shirt or something. I don't remember what it was, but that's not the point. Uh huh. You know, so and there's you're right. There's other, there's other ways to do the robbing. My father was so funny about that shit. So much so that one year, my mom bought him a a gold nugget for on a, a chain he used to wear. He had the chain, but he didn't have anything on it, so she bought him a gold nugget to to wear on it. And mm-hmm. it, Rico, I know you can see me and everyone else can't, but it was probably like that big. Like it was not, you know, That's a size. well, yeah, but it was like a, it wasn't like solid nugget. When I say nugget, it was like a, like a charm you would see on a necklace, but it yeah. was a, you know, a real piece of gold or whatever. Anyway, she put it in, it in like a three by three box, like three foot by three foot box that she <laughs> Put in. She she had it in the jeweler's box at the bottom of this big box, and she stuffed it with tissue paper. Like filled the rest of it with like just hundreds of pieces of tissue paper, and it drove him nuts <laughs> to pull this tissue paper out. I mean, he was laughing and having a good time, and he wasn't irritated. And it was a fun memory, but you could see the look on his like, where the what the fuck is this going to? Like it was funny. I, I did something similar to my dad uh, because my, my dad does not give a fuck about Christmas and shit sure. like that. But when I was younger, I tried to make it like, be like, hey, dad, you know what? I want to get you something for Christmas. It's like, get a job. That's what you can give me for Christmas. Like, <laughs> that was, that was, that's my dad. And I'm like, dad, what do you want for Christmas? I want you to fucking stop asking me what I want for Christmas. So one year I got him a gift card that I don't even think he knew how to use. <laughs> And I and I put it in a big box and a very similar thing. I had this big box. I'm like, here you go, Dad. And he carries it. And he's like, the fuck, it's empty. Fuck you, it's empty. I'm like, well, either you want something for Christmas or you're gonna bitch about how there's not much. Thing, there's nothing in the in the box. And he unwraps it and and he looks. He's like, what the fuck? What am I gonna do with this? I'm like, it's it's a gift card. Well, here, Merry Christmas. And he gives it to me. He's like, here. Now I'm done with. Well, now I'm done with gift giving. Okay. Yeah, my dad's not really like. You want to talk about fucking like jolly and cheerful and mistletoe and and holiday spirit? No. Like I used to say, my dad like Scrooge learned how to become Scrooge by watching my father. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I don't really. The only traditions I have now are. We go to my mother's. We celebrate Christmas there. Um, and Maxwell, in his family, would pass around our, like everybody would get Argyle socks. That is a fucking Maxwell tradition. Okay. So now my mother and I have been indoctrined into the Maxwell like sure. Argyle gift giving thing. Sure. And so I somewhere have like a million pair of Argyle socks. But like my, I will occasionally bring my laundry to my mother's, and I think she just like she assumes all the argyle socks are Maxwell's or hers. So I've I've never I can't find any of my argyle socks, and I've got like at least ten years worth of argyle socks, so at least <laughs> at least twenty pairs. But I don't have them anymore because they keep fucking getting back to mom and Maxwell. So that's funny. I'm 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 looking forward to a pair this year. And Steph will be getting a pair, I would assume. Uh, maybe. I hope so. Uh, I told her she probably would last year. She celebrated uh, Christmas with us last year, but she didn't get any. So maybe she's supposed to get some this year. 
Well, she's living with you now, so it's a different monster. It's a different dynamic. I would imagine that'd be a kind of a mild fuck you from the Maxwell clan and being like, oh, Rico, who's your... We all got our ghost, but no, Stephanie, not for you. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think I think they'll do that. Uh, because uh, Maxwell, I guess, um, semi-cornered Stephanie and said, what do you think Rico would like for Christmas this year? Like, what, uh, do you, what does he want? Is there something really special that he wants? And she didn't know what to tell him, I guess. And, I, and when she when she told me, I said, ask him when you get a fucking apartment. I want money. <laughs> right? like, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't really fucking need. I mean, I'll, I'll take the Argyle socks, but like, <laughs> I want like a place to live. Or at least put in a key in the Argyle sock so that when you, you know, take the key out of the sock, it leads right. to an apartment or something. <laughs> and I'll never look at them like, oh, great. Argyle socks. They're like not wear them for like July. He's like, Rico, you had until July. You could have moved moved in already. I gave yeah, you a key. I'm like, on a side note, I already have a fucking key to their house. That's not the point. But sure. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have too many traditions. That's really it. All right. Well, it kind of makes about, me feel... What about you? Well, see, I don't think I want to tell my stories now, because now I feel like shitty. <laughs> no, no. I look, I have happy Christmas memories, and I have you know, most of, most of my Christmases have been great. So, okay. but I don't. I think it's a little bit of I. I'm kind of grateful the way I grew up because I had a mom who worked very hard to give me, you know, secondhand toys and then one great toy. She right. would try to spoil me as much as she can. And then I'm also grateful I had a father who was kind of like, you know, why why are you sell, why are you giving gifts and love to someone on one fucking day of the year? You should do it all the time. Well, that's true. You know, there, there's, there's a modicum of truth to that statement, and you should. But I think what yeah. Christmas is supposed to represent, and and honestly, Rico, this might be a question to ask you: is you know, being that you are an atheist, and and mm-hmm. there being nothing wrong with that, is there a degree of yeah? Well, not not just me, but. I was going to say indignation, but I don't know if that's the right word. But uh, is it is it almost making fun of those who truly do believe by celebrating it? Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying you shouldn't. I think you should. But I'm saying is there a level of well, maybe disrespect or, or whatever to those yeah, who... I, my whole thing is, is like, it goes to the phrase Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Right. I say Happy Holidays. I also say Merry Christmas. For those that are Christian, I say Merry Christmas. For those that are Jewish, I say Happy Hanukkah. If I don't know what the fuck you are, I say Happy Holidays. Sure. I'm in retail. So I've gotten yeah. in trouble by just saying Happy Holidays. And then I've had like a you know a, a person who's sensitive to that phrase for some fucking reason say, Oh, no, you say Merry Christmas to me. And I said, uh, um, Happy Holidays. Like, no, I believe in Christ. You say Merry Christmas. And I'm like, listen, if you're going to get bent out of shape because I didn't say fucking Merry Christmas, but I'm trying to give you the goodwill phrase of Happy Holidays, you're not actually like acting very Christmassy. That's well, the ultimate irony. Yeah. I was like, I don't th- I think Jesus would actually be okay with saying Happy Holidays. He doesn't say Merry Me, miss. You know? He's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Make yeah. it easy. Like you want to, you want to speak the gospel, but you got to at least let some of that doctrine go. Well, I yeah, mean, and there's a real fine line of, and that's again another whole religious discussion that I don't necessarily think we need to have tonight. But yeah, that's... But, but yeah. we're talking. I mean, you you asked. I mean, so the, no, I really, did. The, the answer is, it, do I think about Jesus around the holidays? No, not really. Do I think about Jesus ever? No, not really. Unless I'm getting into debate about religion, then like, wow, right. okay, let's talk about let's talk about this shit. But I I view Christmassy Christmas um, as a pagan holiday that was uh, adopted by the Christians that became the ultimate Hallmark holiday. It, it is commercialism at its finest. Hate it or love it, it is it is Christmas is the most successful holiday you can imagine. Yeah, I, I, the only reason why I have an issue calling that a Hallmark holiday is because there is still some holiday basis to it. And what I mean by that is there is something celebratory that has nothing to do with the Hallmark portion of it. You're absolutely correct that it's commercialized and maybe the one of the most commercialized. But I would say something like Valentine's Day is more of a Hallmark holiday than Christmas. Like if we're ranking Hallmark holidays, Valentine's Day hands down I, is I, a. I, I would. Well, I want to say Valentine's Day was also a. Thing. Like, like, but not, I don't in, know if it's all not in the way that Christmas is or was. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're leaning towards, and I'm not saying that you're wrong because there probably is some truth to that as well. But I, if we're, we're debating Hallmark holidays, it's it's like Valentine's Day, it's Mother's Day, it's Father's Day. Those are Hallmark holidays, and 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 Mother's Day should be celebrated, Father's Day should be celebrated. Parents deserve. To your father's point, it should be all year round, but to have a day to give them extra special, you know, acknowledgement, I think is an okay thing, you know, but, you know, there's no religious implication to any of those particular holidays as opposed to, say, Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or, or whatever one I might be missing. I I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Valentine's Day just for the sake of it. I'm sure um, there was some, you know, because it is St. Oh, Valentine. What? The day first became associated with romantic love within the circle of Geoffrey Chaucer in the 14th century. That sounds about right. That Well, I mean, that makes sense. Okay, so then, um, blah, 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 in Europe, blah, 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 I'm just trying to find. Um, St. Valentine's Day is an official feast day in the Angelican Communion and the Lutheran Church. Many parts of the Eastern Orthodox Church also celebrate St. Valentine's Day about on July 6th, and July 30th. Right. The former date in honor of the Roman uh, presbyter, St. Valentine, and the latter date in honor of oh, uh, Martyr Valentine, the bishop of... Can't people fucking have normal names back then? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. The bishop of Intermina. 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 What the fuck did I say? I don't Intermina. <laughs> the, the point is, though, you know... With all due respect to that person, he's not considered the savior of the world where Jesus Christ is. Whether you believe in or not is another conversation, but that's the belief of that person. And and he that, was the savior in a night's tale. <laughs> not Chaucer. I meant Valentine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, the whole, so the I more mean, interesting film though, <laughs> right? Um. I, I still love that movie, but anyway, how is, that, that's, how, is, how is that not a thing? Like, I think like if people knew that like technically Jeffrey Chaucer 
was like sort of one of the originators of, of Valentine's Day. That should fucking like they should be playing a night sale on every Valentine's Day, you know, for like a marathon. It's gonna be my new Valentine's Day go to movie, that's for damn sure. Um but that's beside the point. So, um Christmas for me though was was fun and I do have a lot of great memories and I'm not gonna go into every one of them because it would take hours and it would be boring and whatnot. But like some of the greatest things I remember is like um, doing the tree decorating with my mom. That's always something that will always stick out for me. Um, my dad for a long time worked in another state. Like for a while, he lived in lived and worked in Texas, and he also lived and worked in Ohio. So there were a lot of Christmas lead ups, meaning the weeks and days leading up to Christmas, where it'd be just me and mom. Ultimately, dad would always make it home for Christmas, and he'd always be there on Christmas Day, and usually Christmas Eve, and maybe a day or two before, but, like, we'd do the... My mom is one of those people that would do, like, the tree, like, the week after Thanksgiving, you know, and then... And a lot of times, we always did fake trees. My mom was not a real tree person. She's not a fan of it. She doesn't like them, I, and I'm with her. They're 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 messy. They're hard maintenance it's a pain in the ass so um <laughs> what? you not to take away your your moment but you actually did remind me of another tradition okay well then you know I'll, I'll ask you to share it and i'll remind you when i'm done but yeah so we we would do the fake tree and sometimes she'd leave it up well into my birthday and for you, you may not remember but my birthday is late february so sometimes <laughs> the tree would be up for for a couple months but um, not always. Um, but the other thing is my my grandfather on my dad's side, and Do you also had all spirit around. What's that? I I didn't hear what you said, Rico. What did you say? I said you kind of have the holiday spirit all year round. No, no, because it, it it would definitely come to. It usually came down before my birthday. To be fair, I think it only made it that far once, and I think that was probably because I probably said something and just don't remember saying it. But um. No, because once you get out of the, I mean, if you're talking about holidays, like plural, yes, my mom always decorated for something. It was always St. Patrick's Day and Valentine's Day and Fourth of July and you know whatever one you could decorate for, she had decorations up around the house. So yes, holidays as a whole was always a thing in my house. And then Christmas would be the grandfather of them all, you know, with the tree and all that kind of stuff. So, um, see, I I, I didn't have. Because I had six months between Christmas and my birthday. Because I was like, I, I was, I had like a perfect balance. Because I'm born in June, and Christmas is December, so it would literally be every six months I get some shit. Yours is almost six months to the day. It's almost to the day. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is if you actually look at the like the days before and after of each month. It probably uh, well, evens out to almost exactly. No, I'm just talking about the date. But yes, you're right. If you're counting days, it probably does work out to six even, six months even. But um, you know, so we we do that. So I remember sitting around listening to Christmas music as we decorate the tr the tree and like John Denver singing Christmas songs and sometimes the Beatles and like I've I've known that Bing Crosby, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy song since I can remember. Like that's that's a song I remember. You know, from when I was like four, I love that's that might be my favorite Christmas song of all time. I have a lot of ones I like, but that might be my favorite Christmas song of all time, um, right up there. But see, then more con there's more contemporary ones I like too. Like I love Wham's 
you know, last our last I think that's last Christmas from Wham. Yeah, I I love, love that one. And then the um, the waitresses did a song called Christmas Wrapping. I mean, and it it's it's just songs that they're they're fun songs. So you know, there's traditional music. You know, I'm you know to be fair, Rico, I give you a hard time all the time. I guarantee you, I heard some Sinatra Christmas music and didn't even realize it. You know what I mean? Like my mom had a oh, an eclectic one, collection. One, you know, so one, yeah, he, he. I mean, every. I mean, you you kind of go for, I think, less traditional Christmas songs. I yes. go for more traditional. No, I, I mean, don't. I was, don't don't get me wrong. I like traditional stuff too, but you know, you know me. I'm I'm the oddball. So. <laughs> yeah. I see the well, some of the ones you mentioned are the ones I'm like oh, God, I really don't like it. Well, like I I don't I don't particularly like um, Last Christmas by Wham. Like all yeah. this, like, but there's a lot of Christmas songs that I don't like particularly like, but I'll still have play. Because, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you want like like fun. like when I was a kid, my favorite song was that that um all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. That was the one my mom and I used to sing all the time when I was a kid. You know, and then yeah. You know, as you get older, you find your own songs, and that's some of the ones I just mentioned. But like "Carol the Bells" is one of my favorite songs. Period. I know there's no words to that one, but I love that song. I I still I think my favorite is "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." That's a great song. Absolutely. And there's multiple uh, versions of it. I've been we've been singing a lot recently. Nice. Well, that's that's fun though. I'm glad that that's the case. You know, like you know, and then when I was a kid, like I was starting to say my my grandfather on my dad's side got me into trains so i had um i don't know how familiar you are with trains in the different sizes but i had these lgb trains so the trains are huge again rico you can see me but my the engine for my train was this big you know it's it's a huge thing and all the cars are huge and the track gauges are like that wide it's it's a big set of trains and my dad and i every year would build it well when i was real young he did it himself but as i got older we would build the platform together and put the trains up on the platform and then our tree would sit in the middle of the platform in, in the middle of all the tree, the trains, and I could run the train around the tree. And so I had a very traditional Christmas kind of thing in that regard. Um, and then, of course, as I got older, you still do you those know, you're things. Making me so, what? You're making me realize that my memory sucks because, like, as you're describing shit, I'm realizing all other sorts of fucking traditions that we had on my mother's side. And I was like, well, well you know, we did this. But I'm like, holy fuck. I, I, I completely blanked about, like, like we had a huge like tradition called Rugrat Day. Okay, tell me about that. What's finish what you're day? telling me, you, no, and no, then just go back to me, and I'll, I'll I'll explain more about it. No, there's there's really not much more to tell. I'm just randomly pulling memories out of my ass. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, just the one thing that right. as you get older, the one thing that I you started to do, and my, drove my mom nuts for a couple of years. I used to start at the to um uh. Guess what I got? I'd get the the present. I could tell by the shape and size what it probably was, and I would guess it before mm-hmm. I unwrapped it. And that drove her nuts. She hated it I, to the point where she started like wrapping things together so they would throw me off. So I couldn't guess. I would probably like cut something in half and like put it in separate boxes. Like if you had a stuffed animal that was like a dinosaur, that's clearly shaped like a dinosaur. I'd like cut that in half and be like, "All right, your present is. I got to stitch this later for you." Well, if she cut a Nintendo in half, I think I'd be pretty upset. But yes, I get your point. <laughs> well, that's that's different. Yeah, I mean, if she cuts a Nintendo in half, she'd, then um, 
there ain't going to be any holiday spirit. Yeah. Uh, but so tell me this rug ride day thing. I want to know what, what what is this? Well, first off, let me tell you, uh, the when you're talking about like how you had trees and shit and you know how you hate real trees. Yeah. One of the things that I do remember was because we, we, uh, my dad has a farm. Uh, I've talked about, uh, yeah. in, uh, sort of, so it's like a hundred miles away from us. So we have like a farm in the middle of nowhere that we call the land. And my dad, uh, had, has grown, uh, Douglas fir trees for years. Like we just have a whole, you know, like an acre of, of, of Douglas firs. And so I never went and like went out and like, picked a tree with my mother because we always I always went and picked a tree with my dad on our property. Sure. And we cut it down, you know, put it to the top of the roof and then brought that was my mother's Christmas tree with me. So I I had that. So we actually I did get to pick my Christmas tree every year, more or less. Can I But then we realized that was not like we didn't shake it all the way to get all the tick stuff. Whoops. Can you what? Uh, no, I was just going to tell you very quickly the one year we did do a live tree because I was young and didn't know any better and kind of pestered my mom till she agreed to do it. And then after I saw how much of a pain in the ass it was, that's why we never did it again. But comparatively speaking, she ordered hers by mail because it's before the internet and it came in a box and we unpackaged the box and the tree just unfolded and that was it. So I just comparatively to you going up to the land and picking one out and cutting it down. I just find that funny. Well, it wasn't like my dad and I would go up and be like, all right, we have to go up and, you know, we have to drive up to pick a Christmas tree. It was like, hey, it's um, December. You want to cut a tree right now? It was, it was, ironically enough, it was always my dad's suggestion, which from what I was telling you about would not be this thing that he would do. Right. But it was weird for him to suggest it. But it was always his idea. Or my mom would ask him, and then he would be like, oh, yeah, your mom wanted me to get you a tree. So I'll get you a tree. There you go. So what, what was that? Rug rug day. The so Rug, rug, rug Day, day yeah. is a, it was a holiday on my mother's side, the Amdahl side, and all the cousins and all the aunts and all the uncles on my mother's side. It was started by my cousin Tracy, I think. I'm pretty positive she's the one who coined it. And she called all the little kids, including me, Rugrats. Sure. And Rugrats Day was the first upcoming weeks of December, right? When the holiday, right when you started seeing like Christmas decorations and ornaments and shit, like then it was like a fish. There was no, I don't, I don't, I don't know the actual date for Rugrats Day, um, but it was around a couple weeks before Christmas, I think. Maybe the week up to Christmas. So it wasn't on and Christmas. It wasn't a Christmas Day thing. No. It okay. was like a week before or like maybe a couple days before. I don't remember because we would... One of the things we would do is... I don't know where the fuck it was. I still don't know where the fuck it is. But one of the... God, it's so weird. I'm remembering all these traditions now. I guess I just haven't celebrated this type of shit in years, I guess. But like... It's all coming back to me. We had, we would go and visit Santa, but it wasn't like Santa at like a mall. It was, there's this guy somewhere, I want to say in Pinal or somewhere East Bay near where my mom lives. But I was a young kid, so everywhere was sort of a journey for me. I didn't know where anything was. We would go and visit this man who like sort of centered his house after like, 
the North Pole, essentially. Okay. But like not rampant with Christmas decorations, but like he had a sleigh outside his house. Like this guy had been doing it for years where he would dress up as Santa, he would grow his beard out, and he was an old man, and he had white hair, and he was a heavy set guy. And he would dress up as Santa Claus, and that was what he did every year for kids. Like Aww. it didn't cost anything. He just right. loved doing it. And like the city acknowledged that and like put a decorative sleigh in front of his house. Like like as a tribute. Just so the kids could also be like, look, we're near Santa's house because there's the sleigh. So I did go to that a couple of times and like they had a backyard and like there was a quote unquote Mrs. Claus and she would like serve like eggnog or uh, apple cider and blah, blah, blah and coffee and, you know, something or hot chocolate, something warm to drink. And we'd all sit and, you know, sit in Santa's lap and do our usual thing and blah, blah, blah. And, but my cousin, Tracy, who was my actual cousin, um, well, she was my second cousin. She was my mom's first cousin. She and her husband, Chris, didn't have, didn't have kids. So it was their way of celebrating all the kids. And it was always at their house. And they had this fucking house that, when I was a little kid, just seemed like a mansion. And it seemed like the ultimate kid's playground. Okay. Like they they made it like where every kid who walked in there was super happy and super comfortable. And I'm this place was fucking packed all the time. Like they my mom's side has a fuck ton of relatives. Like the Amdolls breed. Like there is a <laughs> lot. Okay. Like my mother is the second youngest of five. Okay. Just and that was just her generation. Um, so then we would go to Chris and Tracy's house and they, there'd be video games. Like they had an old school Nintendo. So whenever I played Nintendo, the original Nintendo was at her house. I had a super Nintendo later, but she had the original Nintendo. Yeah. And so we'd play duck hunt on the fucking, there was a kid, there was a rug rat room. I was and a fucking was master at duck hunt. That was one of my games, man. I didn't know the other controller controlled the fucking dog. Did you? No, not or, the dog, the, duck. the ducks. Yeah, I I found that out much later. But you got to remember. See, here's something you got to remember, and it's not meant to be a woe is me kind of thing. But I was an only child, so a lot of those games I'd play by myself, so it wouldn't be a way for me to find out. Like the the second controller played the ducks because there was no one playing the second controller half the time. Well, the there was a second controller, but no one decided to fucking pick it up because we all assumed it was a one player thing. Yeah. It took yeah. Seth Rogen on Twitter to fucking announce it. We're like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, I I knew it before Twitter, but yeah. Oh no, I found it recently, like, like four, like maybe a month and a half ago when he oh, announced I, it on Twitter. Whatever the fuck it was. Oh, I I've known for years, but okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. There was a bunch of stuffed animals. There was a I shit you not like a seven foot fucking stuffed Yogi Bear. Nice. And for some reason, like it kind of creeped me out because I guess it was because it was a huge stuffed animal. Yeah, well, yeah. And one of my cousins, <laughs> one of my older cousins, got behind it and like moved it around, like ooh, and he made this weird sound, like ooh, da, loo, and I don't know why it always freaked me out. I was like, yeah. no wonder but, you hate uh, Jar Jar there, so much. <laughs> no matter what. So no wonder you hate Jar Jar so much. I wasn't really so much as Jar Jar, but 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> This Yogi Bear, I I don't know. Something about this giant stuffed animal that freaked me out. It, it may have been like because I was haunted by Chucky when I was a kid because my older brother scared the shit out of me with Chucky. Yeah, you mentioned that before. All, yeah. Um, but Rugrats, so they would deck out. Like they had every Christmas animatronic available. Yeah. My mom's like that. She does that kind of thing. She's got a ton of animatronic Christmas stuff. Like there was the the um, Jingle Bell Rock Santa. Yep, that would you yep. know do that shit, and and then there was a bunch of Mickey Mouse and Pluto's where they would like go up and down on like a sleigh. And it was back and <laughs> forth, and then if you want to talk about trains, dude? They had a whole fucking what? No. You paused when you said Mickey's and Pluto's that would go up and down, and just the way you paused it, I got dirty for a second. Uh. Oh, oh boy! Come here, Mickey! Come here, Pluto! Get right into me! Yeah, oh, right. Oh boy! Any um, <laughs> leave it to us to take Christmas to a dirty place. Uh. Oh look, we're under the mistletoe, Minnie. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. Wait. You're not Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, the show has gone completely off the rails. Well, it's Christmassy. Oh, Sugar came over. She didn't like that. Donald Duck's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> bite him, Sugar. Uh, No, don't bite me, Sugar. Um, <laughs> So they had all the fucking ornaments, and they had a huge, massive tree. And they had underneath it a fucking uh, like winter wonderland on a white sheet that looked like snow. They would fold it so it looked like mountains of, of and hills of snow. They nice. had train tracks going around the tree. They had every fucking little building you can think of. And they, I mean, I don't know when the fuck they had the time to do this shit, but they did this shit every year. And we would also, like, she would hand out stockings for every Rugrat full of goodies and full of um, chocolate gold coins. And, and, and then I think the last year we celebrated, not last year, but the, but the last year we did it. Right. Um, she realized all the Rugrats are getting older. Yeah. So she... She for at least for mine, and maybe for a couple. I don't know. She did. She didn't do it for all the Rugrats, but she did it for the older Rugrats. Sure. She jammed them with condoms. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fun. Though. She, and and I said like, cousin Tracy, what the hell? She's like, hey, we Amdolls breed. You be safe. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny, man. Like, you know what? It sounds. It sounds like your Christmas wasn't on Christmas, but you have this yearly memory that's a good thing to have, you know? Well, it's it's now bittersweet. Um sure. because Tracy Tracy passed away. Oh and she, sorry. And she was she was young. She was you know, she was the same age as my mom. Hmm. But she um I think a little bit of uh, at least for the Andals, my mom's side, we our, our Christmas spirit may have been tarnished a little bit. Not tarnished, but just hey, now. But you lost something. I get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we and we tried celebrating Rugrat Day 
And I, as far it, as yeah. I know, they still they still kind of do celebrate Rugrat Day, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. Um, yeah, yeah oh. it's it's really hard because she she and Chris uh, were what I remember probably most about Christmas. Uh, they they supplied a lot of the Christmas spirit that I didn't know I really kind of had. Um, yeah, and she was, and I and I hung out with them. You know, I mean, I was a kid when when she passed away. She, I was twelve or thirteen. Um, and she gave you condoms she, uh, at thirteen. That's even better. I thought you were going to say you were like seventeen, eighteen oh, when that happened. No, man. She she took one look at me. And she's like, "I know you're trying here. Be safe about it." <laughs> no, uh, over over the years, like I went from she and I connected. Um, even though I was I was young, I. She actually fueled a lot of the Sinatra interest. Like my dad introduced Sinatra to me, but she was like, without even really me being aware of it, she kind of was like, "Here, I got you a CD, and here's Sinatra." And uh, she and Chris took me and my mom to some Broadway shows. So, like I, that fueled a little bit of the interest in theater. And sure. I mean, every every most of the shows I I went to were, were because of her, whether it was with her or she paid for the ticket. But I went and saw South Pacific when I was a kid. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I saw Fiddler on the Roof when I was a kid. Um, I saw Light the Piazza. Yeah, I, I know a lot of it was her. And, and I mean, it, that's, it's really, I mean, she she died really just sudden and an awful way to go. Is She... She was um, bipolar, but mm. she never, I never saw that part of her. It, it, she always had her medication, but she also sleep walked and sleep ate and mm. weight was an issue on her, on her part. She was always struggling with her weight and she would like work herself to death, try to lose some weight and then get up in the middle of the night asleep and go and break out the hogging dogs. And Chris you, would have to go and like kind of lure her back into bed. And, you talked um, and about sure that. She didn't wake up and freak out. And what uh, what we not to make a real fucking downer on this episode, but like she, I guess she in her sleep took her medication, mm. and so it was an accidental overdose, oh. and she passed away. And I and so I, yeah, my my, my Christmassy stuff has been a little bit bittersweet now um it's more of a memorial in my own mind but that was actually kind of around the same time where maxwell 
came into my life. So Maxwell kind of replaced a lot of those old school traditions sure. and memories with Tracy and Rugrat Day and Santa and all that shit with what he introduced to us. And then mom and I made our own, you know, random traditions like not wrapping presents, which Maxwell said, fuck that, we're wrapping presents. <laughs> right. Uh, well, um, hey. Listen, what do you yeah. what do you say that Because uh, that was a beautiful story, Rico. I mean that sincerely. It was a beautiful story as much as we <laughs> joked about Disney sex. Um but <laughs> no, let's 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 put this uh we'll make this this episode in memory of your cousin Tracy. I think that's a good thing to do. I think that's what we should do. That's a good that's a good one. Well I think that I think that's a that's a for the one who first gave me condoms that wasn't my brother, I think she deserves some respect. <laughs> well, not, not just for the condoms, but yes. I think I think we'll we'll dedicate this episode to your cousin Tracy and you know, that's that's the right thing to do. So let's um let me ask you this before because I know I know you want to talk Christmas. Talk about, talk about stock stoppers, right? Yeah, right. I know you want to talk about some Christmas movies, and I do too. But before you get there, I have one last Christmas tradition question for you, and then uh, we'll move on. What do you foresee for you and stuff going forward for traditions you would hope to maybe get moving, get going? I know stuff probably has some traditions of her own that I'm sure she'd like to uh, share. Well, share, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like is your question like if if when if and when she and i have our own place it's just the two of us or just what will most likely happen moving forward um i, I guess a little bit of both whatever you want to say rico there's no right or wrong to this answer <laughs> it's just what i what do you well let me put it this way what do you hope you and Steph will be able to carry on and look back on 20 years later and go, you know what? Those are things I'm glad we did, you know, every year, whether it's involving just you two or other people or kids or whatever. It doesn't matter. I would probably hope that it would be us mildly decorating like a tree in our own place and, you know, having ornaments and stuff like that. And But I would imagine that it'd be most likely we would celebrate Christmases with our mothers, you know, us visiting mom and, and Maxwell and then, and as well as her mother. Sure. And that will probably be, if, if not every year, that'll probably be something that we'll swap. Like, okay, this year we're spending it with, you know, mom and Maxwell. And then the next year we'll spend it with, you know, her mother. Yeah. Cause her mother lives in Seattle. So we're, we're going to, It'll it'll be a lot of back and forth. We'll probably do that. Um, I as far as that, I don't. I mean, Steph celebrated uh, Christmas with me last year, but we didn't do any of her traditions or any of her things because it was. Well, we I mean, were to sort be of fair, it was early, early in our relationship. Yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, it was still early in our relationship, and also I think it might have been like one of the real. It was the first time that she uh, spent the night over at my mom's house. I think we're all kind of. She was still kind of new to my mother and and Maxwell. Well, which she may explain, I mean, I think she she got gifts, but it wasn't like it was kind of like I'm pretty sure it was a last minute thing. Like, oh shit! Oh, I my first. I I've only had three girlfriends during Christmas in my lifetime. Deb being one of them. Um, but one of my girlfriend's families 
definitely re-gifted me realizing, oh shit, we didn't get him anything. So I... I <laughs> like, they wrapped it and all, but it was clearly shit they got that they didn't want. want. So... <laughs> You know, I, I'm amazed at some of the gifts that my mom got me uh, over the years. There was um, one of the one of the gifts that I that I got that I was obsessed with. Do you remember? I don't want to remember what the fuck they're called, and they're called something specific. But it's like a, it was a Fisher Price um, owned toy, and it was these little men. They're not. They weren't Legos or anything, but they were like these little men. The little people, and they were either nice or they're called little they're people. Called? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll look it up, but I'm 99 percent positive they're called the Fisher Price little people. I know what you're talking about. They but they the were little, like knights. They all look like. Well, yes, but their their clothes, for lack of a better phrase, came off, and when they came off, they all looked like Charlie Brown. Right? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm talking. They were. They had big noses, and then you never saw their eyes. Like they always had, like they were knights or pirates or cowboys, and they had sets that were like, like you had a pirate ship, and it was a big fucking ship. It was like when I mean, you could see it, but it was like this fucking big. And there was a, like there was a bunch of other sets with like an island for like pirates, and there was like a a whole cowboy set, and there was a whole castle. Oh wait, I think you're talking about. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think it's called Playmobil. Hold on. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. No, too. no, I, I got but it right now. Like, I'm about to share the, the screen with you, but, you know, while you're talking, here. Well, they they had, um, to describe the characters themselves, they had big noses, you didn't see their eyes, and they, they sort of, like, stood bow-legged. Like, they had, like, a wide stance, because I think there was, like, uh, they could put them on horses and shit like that. Rico. Yeah. Is that it? No, not that. No? Because the only two Fisher-Price toys that are coming up are these guys and the little people that I was talking about. I'm going to look it up. Um, we'll, we'll type uh, toy Fisher-Price. Fisher Wait, is Price. this it? Hold yes. On, I think this thing? Yeah. So see how you'll see his eye. He's got a huge fucking nose. What he stands bow like it. fuck is that thing? <laughs> I had that one. So I had like a whole collection of these fucking things. I don't know what this so what is. What the fuck are those? Imagine Fisher Price Great Adventures. Great Adventures, yeah. yeah. Fisher Price, I'm gonna look up too. So I had, like, for some reason, my mom got me the pirate ship one. I'm gonna try and find it online as well. It's, yeah, no, it's not little people. It's Great Adventures. No, I I know that. I wanted to show you the little people so you knew what I was talking about. No, I I, I I've seen little people. That's, I was like, well, they tend to be our little people. It wasn't that brand. Holy shit, dude! What? These fucking ships were like, like my my mom. Like this is the definitely the fucking um, this was the expensive gifts. Like this is the stuff my like my mom would like. This was the big Christmas. Like she would give me all the little other trinket shit, but then she would got me this. It was called for what later. Again? Big big what? Big adventures. Great adventures. Great adventures. Okay. Didn't they had a video game? It looks that way. Crisis, so you can see now. on my, you see on my screen. So that's oh, the no, pirate ship. Yeah, I've seen that. Holy crap! Yeah, so I had that. Fuck, oh, dude, I kind of want, I kind of want these fucking things back. <laughs> well, Isn't it funny how you're when you look back on your toys as a kid, you want them again? That's yeah, why I, love that. I really, I had a whole fucking collection of these fucking things. That's I why had I love all that, sorts um, of ones, like random. 
I love that series on um, Netflix about the toys that you were when you were a kid. I forget what it's called, but the toys that we grew with or something like that. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. This is yeah. this is the worst thing about it. It's like I'm an adult now, and I want these. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe saying I'll bring them to you. I doubt it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's. They had kelp, they had, like there was a uh, there was a custard one. Like they had a cowboys, and like you could be like you had like a general custard show. Like Where? Well, tell me about Fuck, uh, I, what's that? Tell you about what? Tell you about no, what? Well, no, I was gonna say we've been wanting to talk about movies, so why don't you tell me about? Christmas movies that you love because I only have a handful. I'm sure it fits you better um, than me, and I'm sure we're not going to agree. And after our last episode, after the stuff askew, I um, <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, I'm in deep shit already. So why you walked off three times? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Of course, of that four hours, you walked off three times. Um, well, one of them I think was to go pee actually. No, well, maybe, but you, you disguised it behind being pissed off at stuff that Steph and I said, especially when she told you well, she didn't like Willy Wonka. <laughs> which, by the way, we were at my mother's the other day, and I, I found Willy Wonka, I played it, and I looked at her, and she, and I'm like, look at her like, mm-hmm. um, Christmas movies. Um, I, I think you- Home Alone was one of them. Yeah, see, that's one of mine. That's one of my go-tos. Home Alone 1, Home Alone... Even 2. I like 2 a lot. I know some people shit on the second one, but I like the second one. Any of the ones without Macaulay Culkin are crap, to be fair. But the the two with him are good. No, I like the third one. The third one was... Uh, the third one was... The third one was, was kind of a all, another good one. It wasn't the best, but for some reason, I really liked that one when I was a kid. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, I mean, I you can go traditional. I mean, I've seen... It's a Wonderful Life. See, those never spoke to me. That Miracle on 34th Street, like those those movies just never spoke to me. I still have never seen either version of Miracle on 34th Street. Like, I don't think I've seen you it. You want to talk it's about? Full. Yeah, I it's never been on my radar. I've never given yeah. a fuck. Same here. But like I I always uh, I I grew up. Well, God, I'll get into mine later. Go ahead. Well, I just it just wasn't like on my radar. I never. Like for me, Christmas movies were like the same thing with It's a Wonderful Life. Like it wasn't like, okay, it's Christmas. We're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. It was just like, oh, it's, it's on. Or we like, we would put the, uh, we had to watch it in class around the holidays at school. Like, okay, it's the, it's almost Christmas break. We're going to watch a movie when we would watch it's a, it's a Wonderful Life. Right, right. See, well, we've determined over the last like, two months that I don't like movies, <laughs> apparently. Um, or at least the popular ones. Because, like, I'm with you. There are movies that have well, never been on my... my standards, you don't like movies. Well, yeah. Uh, but there are movies that have never been on my radar. And I'm not even talking classics like you were just talking about. Cause, and when I say classics, even though they're not on my radar, I acknowledge that they're considered classics. But I'm talking about stuff like... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've never seen it. I don't care to see it. I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it, but if I never see it, it's not going to be like a regret in my life to have never seen that movie. You know, like, that's just not one that I care about. And then I'm probably one of the few people in the world that find a Christmas story the 
stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and there's Angry Rico again. No, it's not Angry Rico. I didn't. I don't love a Christmas story, um, but I definitely liked it. Uh, I definitely. I something. I I think I love the fact that it's set in like the late thirties or early forties that I find pretty. Is it that it, early? It, it, I thought it was like the sixties. Oh, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like the sixties. No, it's like late thirties because there's a whole, like when they go to the uh, parade or the Thanksgiving parade or the holiday parade or whatever the fuck, it shows characters of the Wizard of Oz. Well, that movie's been popular for years. But it, but they also talk about like how it's it's like oh this movie just came out or this movie this, this upcoming release of Wizard of Oz or something. It's set in like thirty nine. It's actually forty. I just looked it up. So you're you're not off. I'm not going to split hairs over a year, but I'm just letting you know exactly when it is supposed to be supposed to be. It's nineteen forty. It it might technically be well, that's forty. Back, that's back then when you get a fucking. What's that? I said it, it's obviously nineteen forty because back then that's when you get a fucking BB gun to a small child. For that's true. It might technically be forty-one because according to this that I'm reading, the radio orphan Annie decoder pin that Ralphie receives is the nineteen forty version. So depending on when it comes out in the year, I don't know, but it might have been the forty-one oh, yeah. pin. I don't know, but anyway. No. Buy more Oval Team. I mean, I didn't. I, I never hated the movie, but it was. I never saw it until I was maybe maybe an adult. Like I think I finally saw it when I was like maybe eighteen or nineteen. I think I probably saw it because Max was like, "Oh, we gotta watch Christmas Story." Well, you know, there's right, a channel that runs it ad nauseum, right? You know that. Like it's it's. I think it's TBS. They run it for twenty four hours, starting on midnight on Christmas Eve, and they run it all the way through Christmas. Christmas Day, yeah. and like, yeah, that's all they play. Um, I watched the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original one, a lot. I, when I was love a kid. that. Yeah, the thirty-minute TV special, the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't. I actually didn't hate the Jim Carrey one. I've never seen it all the way through. It. I was so afraid that I would hate it that I didn't want to see it. If that makes sense. It actually kind of like I haven't seen the new one. I haven't but, either. But I've heard from other people that have, and they've said like, "This is not the Grinch. This is like, this is this is not the traditional Grinch. It's very much like the like his feelings are hurt, as opposed to the angry, disgusting, fucking Grinch, or even to the point where." It shows Benedict Cumberbatch's Grinch brushing his teeth, and he has like pristine teeth. But like, if you listen to the fucking lyrics, like you have termites in your smile. Like he's, he's regarded as one of the ugliest, grossest, stinkiest fucking creatures ever. But they made him kind of just like, oh well, he just looks different than the Who's, but he's completely fine. It, right. it just sounded like it was a very G-rated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But the, the Jim Carrey one, I actually thought was accurate. Okay. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've heard I've heard good things. I was just afraid I wouldn't like it. Um, you know, I'm sitting here, Rico, and I'm not trying to take away from your list, but I'm, I pulled up the top 50 
um, Christmas movies according to Rotten Tomatoes, and there are some movies on here I would have never considered to be Christmas movies, and I'm and I I don't think they are Christmas movies. To be honest with you, like they've got Edward Scissorhands okay. on here as a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. Why would well what because it ends at Christmas time? Yeah, it's it's winter. It's it's as much of a Christmas movie as fucking Die Hard is or Batman Returns. Well, that's another one on here that I, I you know, Trading Places is on here. Yeah, that's Christmas. I mean, they they are around Christmas. That's that's the whole point. Is I think a movie that is set at Christmas, whether it's got Santa Claus or fucking Christmas music, it qualifies. Like Lethal Weapon to me is a Christmas movie. I'm wondering because if it's on it this opens list. up. Yeah. It opens up with uh, Jingle Ball Rock. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I haven't thought of it that way, but yeah. I'm I mean, Home Alone, at... Wonderful Life, uh, Miracle yeah. 34th Street, The Holiday is a Christmas film. I mean, Love Actually, which I've talked about, Ignazium, is totally. a Valentine's Day film. It's a no. romantic comedy. But- if you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. That's also Christmas. It's, It's a Christmas movie. That's not a yeah. That's a Christmas movie. Gremlins at, is a fucking Christmas movie. That's on here too. Yeah, I've got the list up. I don't know if you're looking at it. I put it. I shared I'm, the screen with you. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing. I'm looking at. I'm looking at two of them. The apartment. Remembering that. See now, there's some things on here that I'd forgotten about. Like like, do you remember the old um? And you may have never seen them, but it's like they run them on TV every year. It's like Red, Road off the Red Nose Reindeer with the uh, stop motion. Oh, the, the, yeah, the ranking best. Yes, right. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name of it. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. So my favorite of those was The Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I love it just for... Like, the whole movie itself is okay. But it's my favorite part is the, you know, uh, Snow Miser and Heat Miser scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if I recall, makes an appearance in Batman and Robin, doesn't it? The The... You, you're right. It was, uh, Schwarzenegger is trying to get the, his men to sing the Snow Miser. Thing. Come on, come on, come on! You know, I'm Mister Whiteman. Come on, get down! Like, and they're just like freezing in this cooler, like he's Mister Whiteman because they're freezing to death. Yeah. yeah. See, now here's one that I know we agree on. It's probably not a great Christmas movie, but I know people that fucking love this movie, and that's Elf. Here's the thing. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. I, I shouldn't say it's not it a Christmas probably, movie, but I'm not a fan. I actually would disagree because I don't like Will Ferrell, but I love 
I like him in this. Okay. Because I thought he played this character ridiculously well. That's, and I think he comes off charming. He has that optimism of Christmas and everything is amazing. And Santa, I love Santa. Like, yeah. I know him. Like, that's a character that is Christmas incarnate. And right. I like right. I like the movie. I, I it's it's probably one of the few Will Ferrell movies I really like. What I don't like is Scrooge. I never was a oh, I, you know dude. I'm not a fucking massive fan. I'm not a massive fan of Bill Murray. Though. You've said that before, I and never, I do remember that. Yeah. See, I I love the Scrooge story though. So take Bill Murray out of it for a second. I mean, I know he's the main character. I know he is. You know, basically, you know. Ebenezer Scrooge in this movie, but because that's not the character's name in this version, but like take him out of it and just take it for the modern twist on the Scrooge story. And that is a fun story. The way they do the twist. My favorite part is what's his fuck? Um, Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, Elliot Loudermilk. Yeah. The guy he fires on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Elliot Loudermilk. Yeah, the, the one who like fucking. Is chasing with a shotgun. By the end of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you with a shotgun. Hold still. Just gonna. I can't hear you. This is a old man. I love. I I think it was the first introduction of where I was aware it was Bobcat Goldthwait's voice because I had heard that voice. So I'm like, he like he's one of the characters on the Disney Hercules. Like, I don't like what are those? I don't know. I think they made me look kind of you know dashing like i was like who fucking has this voice <laughs> and then i saw that i'm like holy shit that guy actually exists well i mean and and you know you get one of the first examples of fourth wall breaking too it's not the first because i just looked it up ferris bueller came out two years before scrooge but like the end of it when he's talking to the crowd in the theater you know what i mean like that's that's fun I, see, too. I only saw scrooge once that's how little i give a shit about it see i here's what i recommend about scrooge i get that you're not a bill mary person and that's fine i respect that because people like actors and don't like other actors and that's fine but watch it for the 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 rest of it do you know what i mean like the the way they do the the ghost of christmas past the way they do the ghost of christmas present you'll like the ghost of christmas present because she kicks the shit out of them literally throughout the entire part that she's on she literally kicks him in the balls and punches it, slaps him across the face, and yeah. So, if Who nothing else... Can... Was, that, was that Carol Kane? It might have been. I'll have to look it up. Well, let me see if this will let me click on to get the cast. Hold on. Uh, if not, I'll look it up on um on uh, IMDb, but let me see. I mean, Richard Donner directed the damn thing, and I know you're a Rich Donner fan. Yeah. I did. Uh, oh, and Karen, Karen Allen's in it uh, from Indiana Jones. In- yeah. Uh, Who played, Carol Kane, you're right. Uh, yep. Carol Kane. Carol Kane, yep. Look, even Alfred Buddy. Woody. What? Or Woodard. Alfred Woodward, yeah. Yeah, she's, because she's from the Marvel Universe now, but. Brian, so Brian Doyle Murray, underneath that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's Bill Murray's brother. Yes. And he is in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Okay. He, I, I mean, I see at work, I've been playing Christmas movies 
because I refuse to let like my boss play whatever he wants to play because he always puts on the most inappropriate shit. In part because he doesn't understand that that'll offend somebody, but right. also because he'll just say, "Oh, well, I should. It's brand new. I should put it on. Just let people know." I'm like, "Have you seen it?" He's like, "No, that's why I'm watching." I'm like, "You don't know if it's gonna be offensive then." And he put on a movie recently, and it was brand new, and we got it. And he wanted to promote it, and it was full of like our rated language. It was me talking the entire time, basically. <laughs> right. And I and I walked in and he was playing it. He's like, oh, this is, that's a bad language. So I immediately turned it off. He's like, hey, I was watching that. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Stop playing like movies that have language. It's Christmas. We have kids coming in here. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, well, yeah. you swear. I'm like, yeah, but I don't swear in front of fucking children. Right. Right. For the most part. I mean, occasionally it's happened. Well, sure, but I mean, you don't go out of your way is the point, so. Yeah, I don't go to my nephews and be like, hi, little fucker, how are you? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I talk to my cat like that, but not, well, not my nephews. Well, cat, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at this yeah. cast, man. There's some heavy hitters in this cast. Yeah. You got Mary Lou Retton, you know, and Regina King. Regina King, before she, was fa before she got famous, yeah. Oh, yeah, way before she was famous. Robert Goulet. So I I uh, saw it's, him live on South Pacific. Yeah, it's it's a cameo at best to be for, just to give you a well, heads he up. Played, but. He plays himself. He was he was known for playing himself in other movies. Right, but I'm saying it's a cameo. Like like this other guy that plays himself. Um, where is he? Did a uh, John Houseman. He's in it more. Like Goulet's like on and off screen. Quick. Yeah, Buddy Hackett. I I I always like Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett, where is he at? I'm not. Uh, to to the left of John Houseman. Oh, he as Scrooge. Yeah, on the in oh, the play. Oh, right, because in the in, in the in the movie, they're the uh, TV movie they're airing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I give it another chance if you can. It's I'll, I know, I'll I'll give it another chance. I know you're not a like I said a merry fan, and I get that, and I respect that, but it's not all him. All these other people around him are so good. Do you know what I mean? You meant to say Murray fan, but he came out Mary fan. You're like, you're not a Mary fan. I'm like, okay, that's kind of accurate too. <laughs> um, but yeah, these other these other got people in this movie are great. Like you said, Bobcat was really good because his his character's not. It, it it's weird. He's pivotal, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, he, he he's sort of the Bob Cratchit of the story. A little bit. A little bit. I could. I wouldn't have put it that way until you just said it. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about um, the Dickens one. Uh, a Christmas. What the fuck is it? A Christmas story. Hey, no, what the fuck is it? A Christmas story. It's the same thing. It's the Scrooge story. That's the Dickens story. But it's called something. Oh, it's called a Christmas. I think it's called a Christmas. Um, oh, I'll look it up because I'm gonna. Yeah. Stop yes, people were call. stupid. <laughs> what's Steph's the Christmas there. uh what's the Scrooge Christmas title? Christmas Carol. God, we're stupid. Yeah. No, we said that. We're not stupid. We said it. Uh yeah, okay. Um <laughs> who was your who was your Scrooge growing up? Who you really want me to tell up? you because you're gonna make fun of me. Probably not. Scrooge McDuck. The Disney version. Okay, yeah, I will. Okay, yeah, I will make fun of you. <laughs> Thanks. No, actually, I, I have fond memories of, of uh, Mickey Christmas Carol. I, 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 hey, man, that's fine. Um, yeah, so who's yours? One, uh, the ones that freaked me out was Michael. Well, I, it's probably Scrooge McDuck. 
actually. Well, then you can't really... make fun of me. That's fucked up. Well, I can make fun of you. I, I acknowledged it too. Okay. But I'll tell you. Who, I'll tell you who freaked me out. Who's was that? Was Michael Caine from the Muppet Christmas Carol? I've. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen that. Steph made me. Well, she didn't make me. We watched it last year because that was one of her traditions. Was watching sure. that. Okay. Um, and I never had seen it from beginning to end. So I we watched that. But I remember watching the introduction when I was a kid, and something about Michael Caine freaked me out as Scrooge. He just looked hmm. evil. I and there oh, was like this Muppet song, like "There Goes Mister Humbug." I think when I was really young, and looking back at it, when I was last year, I watched it. I'm like, "Wow, that was a real bit of a fucking pussy when I was a kid. <laughs> this is this is not scary at all. What the fuck was wrong with me?" Well, you know, what you view as scary as a child is very different than when you're an adult, you know? So I could see how that'd be scary, maybe. I mean, I've never seen it, but Michael Caine's got the ability to be a freaky fucker, so I'm sure. He he looks always angry, you know what I mean? Like, there's something about Michael Caine where he just looks angry. Yeah, all the time. But he's so good <laughs> in general. Like, he's just a great actor. Um. Except in Jaws the Revenge, but that whole movie I've never seen that, was. but I'll trust you. Um I think my go to one of my go to Christmas movies was is ironically enough Batman Returns. Really? Yeah. See I mean that's probably one of my all time favorite Batman movies, but um I don't know. Well, Batman Returns just never It never did it for me. Like I don't know. Like I've watched it, I don't dislike it, but it's not like it's not even a go-to Batman movie for me. It's not. Like, I would watch I Batman Forever before I watch Batman Returns. Oh, no. Not for me. I think for me, because I saw a lot of Tim Burton when I was like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like, and I saw Diary Before Christmas a lot when I was a kid. Because I, I said previously on previous episodes, like that was sort of a... Watching a Tim Burton movie when you're a kid is sort of a gateway to watch these horror films if you have the interest. Sure. So I wasn't ready to see Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, but like Tim Burton like stuff was the closest I could get. So Nightmare Before Christmas, I knew it was a kid's movie, but it's also kind of scary. And it is it's a Christmas song. So I watched, I, I, that probably would be my go-to. But then Edward Scissorhands and then Batman Returns. Um, and he, I, I think I always liked that that blend and twist of real darkness with with the holiday spirit. Like there was okay. a movie that came out a couple years ago called Krampus. I was just gonna ask you if you've seen that. Have you seen it? I saw it. I really liked it. Cause you know Kev was working on a Krampus movie while before this one actually came out and then it came out before he ever got to shoot it. So it never came to be. Yeah. He he yeah and also I think uh Gene Simmons of Kiss hired him for that job and wanted him to do a Krampus story. Who, and Kevin? Then it's like he's Yeah. No, well maybe, but the one I'm talking about is the one he developed with um Andy McAlfresh from Education. Yeah, but he also was he because he couldn't do that storyline. Gene Simmons. This is like a year or two ago. 
And Krampus yeah. came out, I want to say 2014. So he no. still was like maybe making another Krampus one. Or 2015, I, no. 2016. Krampus was like last year or the year before. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. I got it. Um, let's see. Krampus. Hold on. But anyway, it's like Gene Simmons hired him to do like a horror-themed movie. And then changing like, what? 2015 is Krampus. All right, so I was right. So, yeah, so it was like, I, I said like three or four years ago. So, yeah. There's a lot of, cr- cr- holy shit. Hold on, Rico. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Where'd it go? Just there was one me. that came out like 2010, I want to see. It was like the Swedish. Look at this. Um, Look at his list. Krampus film? Well, ever since Krampus came out, there's been so many fucking, like, they're like, everyone wants to make a fucking Krampus movie now. Yeah. Well, I think and that's 90% why of them not. probably be direct DVD or, or low budget. Well, yeah, probably. But I like Krampus. But I, I, that's also because I love that. Because there's a lot of horror elements to Christmas as well. I mean, there's, there's Black Christmas, there's um, that was on that list of Rotten Tomatoes. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, there there is um, Christmas is, because people love the holly jolly lightheartedness of it, and then they take a whole fucking dark spin where it's like, well, just because it's Christmas doesn't necessarily mean evil dies. Right. Well, and but see, to your point, that's where I tend to go with my Christmas movies. I want, I don't, I'm not saying any of these are necessarily my go-to, but I'm saying, like, I want movies like The Santa Claus and Jack Frost and Scrooged and, you know, like, the the Charlie, the, the Charlie Brown one is probably my go-to. I love the Charlie Brown Christmas special. You know what qualifies as a Christmas movie now? Mm. Iron Man 3. See, that's the thing. I... I see why you say that, and I would say that no, for the same reason that Batman doesn't qualify to me. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it takes place around Christmas. Here's here's sure. the unofficial thing. It takes place around Christmas. There is stockings in the background. Are they fucking decorating a tree together in the Iron Man suit? No, but. It is, is it's as much of a Christmas film as Die Hard to me, or Lethal Weapon. Now, see, I think, I think Die Hard's more Die of a Hard. Christmas movie because yeah, it Die, takes place Die Hard at a, more. I agree because it takes place at a Christmas party. You know what I mean? Like the the genesis for getting him into that building is the Christmas party. Okay, how about this? Have you? Uh, I know I've asked you in the past, but I don't know if you've seen it since then. Have you seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I, I think I saw it when you asked me the first time, like a long time ago. I don't recall, but if I have, it's only been once. All right, so that's that's another Christmas movie, but it has it, there is Christmas parties. There is set around Christmas, but it also has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay. Well, see, that's um, that's why I'm kind of like iffy about Lethal Weapon. I get your point, so I'm not saying your point is wrong, but I don't agree with your point in that it's set at that time of year, but there's not a Christmas element to it. 
Same with Batman Returns. It takes place that time of year, and yes, I guess maybe you could say that one Christmas party towards the end that that Selena and uh, Bruce are at when they kind of figure out who each other are. But for the most part, for the most part, there's not a lot of Christmas in those two movies. Whereas the, the... not not true. Okay, Batman well, Returns has more. Batman Returns has just as much Christmas shit as anything else. There are there's a whole lighting of the tree ceremony. There is that's true. There, there is a giant fucking uh, um, present box that explodes. Like, yeah, it's it's very Christmassy. <sighs> okay, but can we agree on Lethal Weapon? That's not as much. Lethal Weapon has a Christmas cameo, right? Right, but but, and I'll give you Batman. Not arguing against you. I'll give you Batman, and then also Die Hard take place as part of Christmas. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, when the whole line is like, you know, now I now I have a machine. Me, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal, and I know this is true because before breakfast, <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, (laughs) I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean... if If you're making Santa Claus jokes... It's a fucking Christmas movie. By the way, can I spoil something for you real quick? Okay. I was going to save it for you, but I, I have to spoil it. So, Steph is Skewed 2, 2 came out today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the damn it is the scene from Robin Hood when he says he's going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Oh, because I threw out my little, my semi-shitty Alan Rickman? Well, it just made me think of it. Not that it was shitty, yeah. but it made me think of it. But yeah, that's... So, yeah, for those of you that haven't heard it, Stephescu 2, 2. And I say that because part one was Stephescu 2, T-O-O, and this one is Stephescu 2, T-W-O. That's the... <laughs> you should just call it 2 squared. 2 squared, yeah. Well, well, we'll need more titles. I'm sure we'll come up with something. But anyway. I, um, I, have, I have an idea for, for this episode. I have a title for this one. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. But uh, anyway, the point is that the Rickman, the Rickman scene from Robin Hood, is the uh, okay. damn it. So, and you again, know, speaking of Rickman, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna give you thanks again for the shout out to the damn it, the post credit scene, as you come to call it, uh, of yes. our show that you gave me love for. I appreciated that. So, anyway, what were you gonna say? Of course. Uh, speaking of Rickman, another like this is. This is what I don't like during the holidays when they try to make certain movies a Christmas movie. Like it's all, and I'm I'm talking about like let me like guess, Harry Potter and channels. 
Yeah. Isn't one, isn't one of the Harry Potter movies during Christmas? Like, I think the fourth one? The, the, no, the first one has a Christmas uh, scene. Okay. Because, like, he unwraps a president's the invisibility cloak in the very right. first one. Right, right, right. I'm don't, I don't, there, and there is a holiday part in, like, the third one, I want to say, and the fourth one. Like, I think Christmas is in almost every Harry Potter film. But they're but not Christmas not movies. not so rampant as in the first one. They're but not they're Christmas n- movies. None they, of them are. But they, they always try to... No. But they always try to push them around yeah. Christmas. It's like, Harry Potter Marathon. It's like, well, fuck. I mean, okay. There's also well, goblins. Shouldn't it be qualified as a Halloween one? Yes, but they're also, they're also family-friendly movies. So I could see why you would push it that time of year because kids are off school and you got families together. You got family... Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. even making fun, but it's going to sound like it. But like you got families doing things like Rugrats Day and you want to put something on in the background, you could put Harry Potter Marathon on. You know what I mean? So like, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's safe family-friendly viewing. But I agree, they're not Christmas movies by any means. But I could see why they would push it at this time of year because there is a mysticism to them and there's a mysticism to Christmas with Santa Claus and the reindeer and that whole thing. You know what I mean? It's different, but there is that same, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's also a Christmassy part in uh, the first Chronicles of Narnia, the movie, the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Right. I've never seen them. So I'll have to trust you on that, but yeah. The first but, one is actually not bad. They they get kind of worse throughout the. They only made three or something. I think it's three. Yeah, but the but first the, one show they they tried like at one point they think there's a controversy. Well, finish your point. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. Well, there's a there's a part where they think the White Witch or the Snow Queen or where the fuck she's called, played by uh, Tolan Swinton, is chasing okay. after them because she her. She she's in a sleigh, so they hear a sleigh coming towards them in snow, and so they run. And then it turns out it's fucking Santa and his sleigh, because like Narnia has a Santa, or it's the same Santa, and he just travels to Narnia because everyone gets gifts, even in alternate fucking worlds. I guess I don't know. Yeah, never kind of made that clear. But it's um, and he gives them like their weapons, like that's how they get their sword and like their. A magic potion that brings him back to life, and then like fucking bow and arrow, and he's like, "Here, here's weapons. Like, Merry right. Christmas. Like, here you can slaughter the queen this way. Happy holidays." Like, that was always <laughs> the one part that like threw threw me off. I was like, "Like, what Santa is this, dude?" He's just like, <laughs> "And for you, here's a dagger that you can slit her fucking throat." Happy holidays! Merry Christmas, though, and all fuck off. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really exaggerating it, like for oh, many. Sure. It just seemed like the one part where I was like, I mean, I guess Christmas exists everywhere, but like, but that was also um, the uh, C.S. Lewis. Like, he put a lot of Christian uh, ideology stuff in into the chronicle. Well, and that's. Uh, of the that's the controversy I was referring to is that, you know, there are people that were offended by that ideology, whereas with a Harry Potter, you don't have as much of that. So that may be why that's pushed more, you know. No, the Christians are offended because they consider it witchcraft. They call Satanist, Satanist books. Yeah, there's that too. See, here's the thing. Go, just going back to the broader topic of, 
you know, if a Christmas is in a movie, then does that make it a Christmas movie? And I'm of the camp that says no, and I think you are too. But, but like, if you want to use that logic, you could say Deadpool's a Christmas movie because there's the scene with him and her where they go through all the damn holidays. And then the Christmas is where he gets cancer. I mean, where he finds out he has cancer. You know, spoilers. <laughs> you know, like, I mean... Do you know I, what I'm I saying? Agree. I agree. But that I doesn't make Deadpool... a very degree. Yeah, and that doesn't make Deadpool a Christmas movie. <laughs> you know? Although they're, they're pushing this, like, for Deadpool, like, Once Upon a Deadpool, I've been seeing him in a fucking Santa hat a lot. Yeah, I, I don't even want to think about it. It just angers me beyond words. Um, I I don't think I'm gonna see what I what I'm more annoyed about that. Just to talk about that for thirty seconds. We need our movie Marvel I, reference. So, uh, yeah. Well, I said Iron Man three. So okay. dead true. <laughs> um, I am more annoyed with the fact that it's gonna fuck with my chronology in my collection of DVDs. I'm gonna have Deadpool. Deadpool 2, and then next was Once Upon a Deadpool, because I'm probably going to buy it. And then when they make well, Deadpool 3, I'm going to be like, oh, motherfucker. Just, okay, it's so, basically it's, it's Deadpool 2.5, essentially. What What is it? Because I've done no looking. I really want nothing to do with it. But what is it? Like it? I thought it was just a PG-13 version of 2. Is that essentially it what is. it is? It is, but they added, like, they took they took out all the real dirty jokes, uh, and they've added, like, 15 to 20 minutes of new stuff that they had filmed um, with a lot of Fred Savage. So what, what I understand it's going to be is, this is my theory, is okay. instead of uh, Peter Falk reading to Fred Savage from A Princess Bride, oh, it's going to be no. Deadpool pseudo-kidnapping, stalking Fred Savage. This is a trailer that sort of confirms this, where he says, okay, we're going to do the Princess Bride story thing. And Fred Savage is like, I'm a grown man. Get out of my house. Like, no, no. You need to lay there. We're going to do this. And then, like, reads him the story of Deadpool 2. And, and then, then intercut with... Right. That's what it's probably going to be. Oh, that just pains so it's me. Taking, it's taking the... The tr- like it's combining a Princess Bride with Deadpool two and of, uh, but why? Right, it, exactly. Why? 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 You know. So here's. But I what will I- say this: it's gonna make money because. Oh, like, of course it is. They're fucking. They're they are, out of every movie I've ever seen, Deadpool is the number one marketing fucking genius. Like I have never seen a movie go to the lengths of marketing a fucking movie apart from like, here's a trailer. Here's, here's posters. But like having Ryan Reynolds dress up as Deadpool and do like what? A hundred TV spots of varying degrees and different commercials and different shit to promote a fucking movie. That's why Deadpool was so fucking successful is because of all the, all the little commercials and trailers and previews and one spots where it was just him talking to me like, you know, like, hi, everybody. It's Deadpool here. I know you're wondering why we're making a PG-13 movie. Well, you know, I got to pay rent. Like, something like that. You know, it's like... Well, yeah, but that's more entertaining this movie's going to be. Here's here's what I have to say, and I'm going to move us on. Read something real quick I saw online and then get us back to Christmas. 
I will trust your judgment. If you watch this thing and tell me it's worth a watch, I will watch it. But until you watch it and tell me it's worth it or you tell me don't bother, that's how I'll determine whether or not I'm going to watch this fucking thing. Because right now, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> we talked about it briefly earlier, and you mentioned Rickman a couple times. Love Actually. I love that movie. That That was my first... My Christmas movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, um, that was the first movie I said to I myself can... that it, when I started building my collection, like, this is a movie I want for Christmas. That is a movie where I have to watch it numerous times a year. Okay, why is that? It's like my mother's fucking favorite movie. And okay. it's not just a Christmassy uh movie it's also a love story so it's sort of valentine's day ish yeah as well as so yeah it's that's why i I mean we have it at work in both the holiday section and we put the holiday films out as well as the romance section so it qualifies as both under my opinion um i can agree with that i would say it it leans Christmas, but I get what you're saying, and I'm not going to argue it. It's a romantic comedy that happens to be set at Christmas, is how I look at it. Yeah, there's a couple Christmas elements to it, like the the Bill Nye's character, who I can't recall his name right now, but he does the, that the remake. Who character? Bill Nye. No, uh, Bill Nye. Bill no. Nye is the science guy. I've heard him say it the same way. Yes, I know Bill Nye, the science guy, but I've also heard him, the other guy, say it the same way. Really? I, I always assumed it. I never heard him say it like that, so I always assumed it was Bill Nye. Okay, well, fuck, you're, you're probably right. Or, or maybe it is that way, and um, I've just misheard it. I mean, that's certainly because, I mean, it's close. All you're really saying is Bill Nye and stretching the E out on the end, which I'm not saying is wrong, but maybe I just never put put that together and just assume people were stretching out. I don't know. Anyway, the point is that guy, he remakes his song into a Christmas song, if you recall, and ends up making it the number one Christmas song in England that particular season. Oh, it's definitely a Christmas movie. I mean, there's there's carolers, there's you know, there's the whole Christmas play at the end, during the nativity scene, and blah blah blah. Um, it's, it's very much a Christmas movie. What are you doing? But I, I I like it too. But like I'm making coffee. I'm sorry. Oh, it's alright. I'm just trying to be as careful as I can. But no, the the rapper or whatever. Um, no, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I... Sorry, guys. For those who are listening, I'm just making a cup of coffee. That's so, alright. But yeah, it. I have I have to watch that movie all the fucking time. Like if it's my mother's birthday. I to watch Love Actually. If it's Christmas, I have to watch Love Actually. If it's Valentine's Day, I have to watch Love Actually. If it's Mother's Day, I have to watch Love Actually. I pretty much know that fucking movie by road. See, I I go out of my way to avoid it except for Christmas. You know what I mean? There are movies that I I do that. fucking lucky. Well, I mean, I don't have a mother who loves it as much as yours does, so that's part of it. But, I mean, there are certain movies, and we've talked about it before, I go out of my way to avoid until certain times of the year. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not to get off Christmas again, but like things like Invincible and Leatherheads and Any Given Sunday, I don't watch until like preseason football time. And I've they're on at other times of the year. I don't watch them. 
you know so like i i'm very big on doing that with some movies now other movies i'll watch any time of year like you know like any of the marvel things i'll put those on any given point in time you know so it just depends on the movie but right you know, and and that actually made me think of something though, because Hugh Grant's in Love Actually, and he's also in a movie called About a Boy. And would you say that's a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I only saw About a Boy once or twice. I liked it, but it was never. I never rewatched it, so I don't remember the Christmas element. Is there Christmas? Yeah, there? because Hugh Grant's character is rich and living off his father's song, Santa Super Sleigh. And at one point, oh, he, that's right. And then he, one point, he talks about how much he hates the song. And then later in the show, or in the in the movie, I should say, he's in the store, and they start playing the song over the speaker because they play it every to death every Christmas. And there is two Christmases celebrated in the movie, if you recall, because he gives um oh I forget the kid's name right now. I'm just blanking, but. The one year he gives him a CD player and a rap single, and he, you know, is the kid is uh, Nicholas Holt. Yes, he played Beast. the Beast yeah. in yeah. No, I know who I know who the actor Which is. I didn't but I, know because I because I saw about a boy after I saw X Men. Oh really? Okay, yeah, I saw it the other way around. So, so when, I, when I saw him be this like this like, small chubby kid i'm like what the fuck <laughs> well here's the here's that kid the, fucking lawn bottom properly here's the mind-blowing part he dated jennifer lawrence for a brief period yeah so i think um not to not to sort of be that at oddcast but like when the whole what, what was it called the happening you know what i'm talking about no when all the celebrities like iClouds got hacked. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that had a name, but okay, yeah, I know about that. Yeah, it was, it was, called, it was called The Fappening for some, because it's just, it's a, I didn't I didn't like the fact that that shit was happening. Oh, um, sure. The nudes of Jennifer Lawrence that were surfaced, I think were taken for Nicholas Holt and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, first so let's off, let's go back pre- to Christmas. Yeah, right. Um, well, that's a Christmas present, if you ask me. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, but no, but love actually, it's it's an interesting concept. Um, it, you know, uh, definitely the Christmas elements with with the song, and then obviously the sequence with Rowan Atkin- Rowan Atkinson wrapping the present for um, Rickman's character. Mm-hmm. The the necklace, which I don't know, like can I get what? Can I give you a little bit of trivia about about uh, Atkinson's character in that movie? Sure. If you remember, he shows up again at the end. Yes. When the the kid is trying to run through the airport to say goodbye to whatever the fuck her name was, yeah. Joanna. That's her name. Right. Right. Uh, which, by the way. You could tell this is a fucking Christmas movie because that kid was able to run through airport oh, security with no problem. Post when 9-11. Eight, yeah, post two years after 9-11, that kid just fucking ran through with no problem. I mean, it ain't just England. That, like, all airports were like, oh, hell no. So, 
that was definitely the most fictitious part of that fucking movie. Yeah. Because anybody who's been through an airport post on 11 has been like, it takes you like three hours to get through that shit. Um, so Rowan Atkinson's character stalls the fucking attendance or some shit. Yeah. And then he kind of realizes that you know, like, he's doing it because he knows the kid's trying to get through. There was a deleted scene or there was an intended scene that may or may not have been filmed where Rowan Atkinson was supposed to be revealed as an angel, like a Christmas angel. Ah, uh, well, that would make sense, though. Um, but Rowan Atkinson ha- is is in that movie because he and the writer-director, Richard Curtis, worked together in the 80s on the show Blackadder. Okay. And Blackadder is one of my all-time fucking favorite shows ever. Have you seen Blackadder? No. No, I haven't. So there is a Christmas element. There's a there's a point to this. Uh, for those who don't know, Blackadder, one of the greatest fucking British uh, sitcoms ever. And it's a historical sitcom. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the name your price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's name your price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where over each series or season for, for Americans, but series for British, is a different time in British history. So the first season, Blackadder 1, is set in an alternate form of British history where it's King Richard the Fourth. The joke being there was no King Richard the Third. I know you know this because you know you pretty uh, adept at history, like you're a history buff. Yeah. So after Richard the Third, it was Henry Tudor. So Black Adder, played by Rowan Atkinson, is the son of King Richard the Fourth. And during the Battle of uh, Bosworth Field, and King Richard the Third is looking for like my horse, my horse, I kingdom for a horse. That whole thing. Okay. He sees act. He sees Blackadder's horse and is going to claim him. And Blackadder's pissing in a tree nearby. Doesn't recognize that it's his uncle. Essentially, and says, "No, wait, that's my horse." And cuts off his fucking head and kills King Richard the Third. Oh, and then, so then it's the uh, then he becomes the Duke of Edinburgh because his father becomes King Richard the Fourth. And as each season uh, progresses, his Blackadder descendants, all played by Rowan Atkinson, lose a little bit of the royal status. So in the first one, he's the Duke of Edinburgh, third, second or third in line uh, for the throne. And then in Blackadder 2, he's just Lord Blackadder underneath Queen Elizabeth's... um, He's just a lord underneath her. And and then in Blackadder the third, set during the Edwardian times, he is a butler to Hugh Laurie, who pl- plays the Prince Regent, the Prince of Wales. So okay. he's just a butler. He's got nothing. He's got no royal status at that point. And the fourth one, he's got no status whatsoever. He's just a captain in World War One, and it's just him trying to get out of the fucking bunker, trying to get out of the war as much as possible. And they made some specials. And one of them was they made a Blackadder Christmas Carol. Now, the character of Blackadder 
Matter is really like he's a Machiavellian, dry, kind of an evil guy. He's always trying to, you know, he's selfish, he's twisted, he's evil, and he's always trying to make a fast buck. He's always trying to, you know, get out of the trenches. It's very selfish, and he's got a very dry wit, and he's got these plans that are very Machiavellian. In the Christmas uh, uh, Carol, he plays Ebenezer Blackadder, and he is the nicest man in England. And he's poor because he gives all his money away to charity. And everyone is constantly taking advantage of him. Like he's got relatives that come by and say, you know, I'd like a goose. Like, well, I don't have a goose, but I haven't had a turkey. Oh, we'll take that. We'll take the turkey. Thank you. And so one day he's, uh, for Christmas Eve, he's visited by the uh, ghost of Christmas past, who is a combination of all three ghosts. Uh, because it was it's a, it's a special that can't fit all three, and sure. it's played by Robbie Coltrane, who plays Hagrid. So this oh. is years before he plays Hagrid, right? This is years before he plays Hagrid. And if you remember, in Ghost of Christmas Past, it's a big dude, the big beard and a lot yep. of hair. Yep, yep, yep. So you see, you see him basically playing Hagrid before he was mm-hmm. even cast as Hagrid. And I guarantee J.K. Rowling saw that was like, that's who's going to play Hagger if they ever make a fucking movie. Yeah, that makes she, sense. She picked, she picked Robbie Coltrane. She's like, if I have a choice, if I get to choose any any actors playing any of my characters, Robbie Coltrane has to play Hagger. And I guarantee in part it's because of this. See, and he shows Blackadder visions of his descendants as well as his future um, descendants. I mean, I'm sorry, ancestors and descendants. And shows them how they were all evil, but how they got everything. And so it, it's the reversal where Blackadder at the end of uh, the Blackadder um, Scrooge character becomes evil at the end of it. Hmm. Sounds interesting. So at the end of the vision, he realizes that it's actually more fun to be bad because all of his ancestors and descendants, when they're evil, get more out of life. Like his one of his descendants controls the universe, so he's like, you know, why the fuck should I be so nice? I should be bad, and it's just, and then he becomes the stereotypical blackadder that's evil, and it's a nice twist on the on the Christmas Carol storyline, where instead of being bad to good, it's good to bad. But I'm telling you, man, if you like British humor, if you like, you know, history, if you like uh, Ron. Atkinson, you and if you especially if you like love actually, you'll like Blackadder because it's it you can see uh like sort of the beginnings of Richard Curtis's type of humor because it's it's the same guy who did Love Actually as well as Notting Hill. Okay. Like you can just you can just tell the dialogue. See the here, first season is not very good, to be fair. Right. Well here's the thing for me, like I like Rowan Atkinson, but I like him in small doses. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't take tons of of him, but, like, little... And that's not because I think he's bad at or whatever. It's just... And as much as I do like British humor, because I do, because I love Monty Python, I can't, for whatever reason, take a ton of Mr. Bean. Like, I need to break off of that after so much time. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that that he's being Mr. Bean in the show, but even his character in Love Actually, that sequence for me is too long. 
And I know that's probably the joke, and that's why it is as long as it is. But for me, it's too long. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, but it is a complete different character. It's okay. It, you know, as Mr. Bean, he focused on like Jacques Tati or Charlie or uh, Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton. He, he used so much physical comedy to make the story go along. Right. Whereas in Black Adder, it is all dialogue and wit. And he has a ramp he has a voracious wit to the point where like he he the original Black Adder and all his descendants have a servant named Baldrick. And whereas Black Adder's descendants get smarter and smarter, Baldrick's gets stupider and stupider and more disgusting and more gross. They look like a fucking slave race. And the banter between the two of them is is amazing because it's like there's always an episode where it's like, we have to get out of this situation. How do we get out of this? And Baldrick says, I have a cunning plan that will get us out of this. He's like, okay, what is your cunning plan? He's like, well, you know how when you cut a chicken's head off, it goes running around, 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 around the uh, the square. He's like, yes. So we get our heads cut off. We run out of the square, and then we get to run out of the army that way. He's like, that is the stupidest plan I've ever heard. It is so stupid. If you were to crack your head open and a cannibal were to eat it, it wouldn't even be enough to cover a small water biscuit. Like, <laughs> Like, like it's all is mean. He's a mean character compared to Baldur, uh, to um, Mr. Bean. He's Mr. Right. Bean. Essentially. I guess or you could even argue that Mr. Bean has some mean tendencies as well. Right. Like he's kind I mean, of he's got a scene in a movie that I love, and it's just enough of his character for me, or of of him for me not to dislike it. And it's a movie called Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. If you've seen that. And he yeah, yeah. plays that same writer, same writer, the guy oh, okay. who did that, Richard Curtis. Yeah, same thing. Okay, well, I see. I didn't know that, so thank you for sharing that. But, but that character is that priest is someone that it was just enough of him in that scene for me to enjoy it without me wanting to be like, oh my god, I've had enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, 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 there he played a a similar priest character in another movie called uh keeping mum and i own it i'm trying to find a i'm gonna show you the cover yeah, i've never heard of that one. Oh, oh and the, so the, the, uh, the hold on turn that back around a minute the girl to the left or the woman to the left of him is also in four weddings if i'm seeing the face correctly it's uh no that you're thinking of um well, I, you're not thinking of the American. You're not thinking of the No, no, right? that's no, no, no. She's the one that's in love with uh, Hugh Grant's character. That he doesn't love her back. It, it's Kristen Scott Thomas. I yeah, okay. I wouldn't have known I that think. if you paid me a hundred bucks. So it's Rowan, it's Rowan Atkinson, Kristen Scott Thomas, Maggie Smith, and Patrick Swayze. It is a fucking dark comedy, but it's really fun. I I I haven't seen it in three years, and I bought it when Steph and I went out and like bought a bunch of DVDs, like months ago okay I mean, we gotta watch this someday together and i want to watch it with her but um maggie smith's character is like a nanny who is also um like a serial killer interesting i don't see maggie smith as a serial killer but okay oh she fucks up patrick swayze like if i remember correctly 
spoiler. Oh, I believe you, but um, but there's a part where his character, who's the priest, has to deliver the opening confirmation or whatever at the Catholic church for his okay. congregation, like you know, do the opening, read the Bible, and he gets stage fright. So his character goes through this whole little journey where he finally gets enough pep talk of how to speak to a crowd. And he is becomes really, really funny. And there's this joke in the movie that I've always thought was hysterical. Okay, so he says, you know, that reminds me of this joke where a Frenchman, uh, um, a French German, an atheist, a Christian, uh, a lesbian, uh, and, um, and a pirate all walk into a bar. And the bartender says, what is this, some kind of joke? Uh, I've always loved that joke. In my there's apparently, Rico, just so you know, apparently there's a series called Keeping Mum. I don't know if it's related to the movie, but there's a series. Because I was looking it up trying to see if I could find it on like Amazon Prime or something to watch it. But I, it's not available. I have no idea. I I haven't looked it up. Um, But it, while I was looking it up, it did remind me of another Christmas movie I've been meaning to talk to you about. I have not watched this yet, so I want to give you that caveat. I know nothing about it beyond the fact that it exists and its title. But it's a Christmas movie that was made by Netflix. It's one of those Netflix original movies. And it's called The Christmas Chronicles, and Kurt Russell plays Santa. So I'm very curious to see that movie. I actually intend all to watch I've, it between between now and Christmas. All I've been hearing about it is that how everyone's there's a whole new wave of how people are sexually attracted to Santa now because it's Kurt Russell. Oh really? I have not heard that. Yeah. So yeah, there's like there's all this whole thing about like Santa baby. Mm, oh, they're calling him Santa Bay. Oh God. Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah, Kurt Russell's good looking, but like, get your fucking like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I could deal without that. That's not necessary. Um, you know, it's also going through a whole lot of controversy right now. What's that? Baby, it's cold outside. Why? Do you know the lyrics to "Baby, It's Cold Outside"? It's been a long time, so I don't. Okay, so you're like the you're like the one person who doesn't know. There's this whole controversy about the. This the Christmas song, Baby Can I, Cold wait, Outside. Where, for the last two weeks, I've been working 10-hour days, if not more, to do a project that I had to do at work. So my life has pretty much been work, come home, get up, and go back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, do me a favor. Do our listeners a favor. Play the Dean Martin song, Baby It's Cold Outside, and just listen to the lyrics for a couple seconds. Well, I was looking up the lyrics, but I, I'll see if I have a copy of it, because I might have a copy of it. Uh, so. Okay, well. You, you get it now? I, I'm looking at the lyrics, and yeah. But see, you know what? Like, I forget if you and I talked about this, or if I was talking about this with a friend of mine. I think it was with my friend Gary. Um, and he's told me it's okay to say his name on the show, so that's well, why I, don't I did. Qualify as a friend of yours? What's that? I don't qualify as a friend of yours. No, you're my hetero life mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you like how quickly I hit you with that, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, you had that ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he and I were talking about like. It's it's unfair to look at past things 
in current context. And what I mean by that is songs like this. Because we were talking about Jeff Dunham, and he makes some jokes about being gay that when he made the jokes, they wouldn't be offensive. Do you know what I'm saying? They weren't like gay bashing jokes. They were just jokes where you use the word gay. And today in 2018, it's bad context. But in right. 2012, when he said them or whatever year it was, it's it's the part about the blue Prius. You know which special I'm talking about. We almost used yeah, a clip yeah, yeah, on an yeah. episode. Like, yeah. it, you have to be able to put the stuff in context of when it was done. This song you're talking about, it's got to be, what, 60s, if not uh, earlier? Yeah, about, yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, it sounds a little rapey, but, <laughs> you know, it's it not like... It sounds a little rapey, but, listen, I'm a, I'm a big Dean Martin fan, you know this, but, like, there I, is... I love Dean Martin, there's a lot of... Dean Martin fans out there. I mean, I named my fucking cat after Dean Martin, but hold on, Rico. There are I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. They're just like My ice. mother will start to Beautiful, what's your And hurry? father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace So roll. really I'd better scurry Beautiful, please don't well, hurry maybe just a half a drink Put more Put some records on while I The pour. neighbors might think Baby, it's bad out there Say, what's in this no drink? See, that's the one that's a little <laughs> Yeah, what's in this drink? You know, it, but here's the thing. And by the way, that's not Dean. He may have done a version, but that's not Dean Martin. That's Johnny uh, Mercer. I know. I, I, I could tell. That. Well, no, I, I could tell that wasn't Dean. And now that, that was the other. That was the other part. Was that there are some people because Dean phrased and saying in a very semi unique way. Right. Where right. He, he and my mother actually said this. Like she always kind of thought that Dean Martin. Came off a little sleazier, a little kind of. Ew. Well, yeah, the, but baby, it's cold. Like real, like because it was the drunken shit that he did. He kind of came off a little like, yeah, right? What's going on, pal? And, and to that point, though, if and you know this better than I do, but if I if I've heard correctly, and I'm pretty sure we've discussed this before, but I'll bring it up again anyway. That was on act. Like the the whiskey, quote unquote, or the scotch that was in his glass was never alcohol. It was it was a non alcoholic beverage to look like that, and he acted the part, but he never drank a drop, or at least at some point he it, stopped. It was both. He would probably have one drink on stage, but then he only had one drink. It was probably it, it was always apple juice or iced tea, right? Uh, but he played he played the shtick. I mean, and. If they were drinking as much as they were fucking plant, like promoting they were drinking, they wouldn't have been able to be on stage to perform. They'd be on yeah. the floor. But with all due respect to your boy, I think Frank did. <laughs> like, I think Frank uh, legitimately did. 
there there is this whole story about how Sinatra went to a doctor one time and the doctor said how how much uh, alcohol do you consume? He said, I drink a bottle of Jack Daniels every day. And he's like, there's no way that's possible. I said, um, I drink roughly 30 to 35 glasses a day. Now, the truth of that was, is that he probably drank maybe two to three. But what okay. he, he gave, he, what he did was he would pour himself a drink, have a couple sips, set it down and walk away and get another one. And he said it gave off the impression that he could handle his alcohol. I mean, he definitely drank. He and right. Martin definitely fucking drank. And they could probably drink most people under the fucking table. Because Jack Daniels, or even just whiskey or scotch in general, is like... It's not something you can, to fuck around with. No, you don't fuck around with that shit. Um, not to mention they were up all hours of the night, chain smoking, all that shit. But he he would just... He kind of gave off the impression that, he's like, that he could drink more than he was. But on average, yeah. I mean, towards um, depression years and he wasn't performing, he definitely would fucking polish away a bottle himself. Dean, right. too. So, but getting back to the song real quick, like, yes, in current 2018 context, especially with, you know, things like Bill Cosby and what happened there, especially Bill Cosby, yeah, that's a little creepy sounding. But if you think yeah. this song's from 1949, you know, yep. does that mean that it makes a right to do things like Bill Cosby did at any point? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what no. I am saying is that the lyrics to the song don't necessarily mean that that's what was happening either. I think the f I looked this up. The phrase "what's in this drink" is more. Uh, it was not. Un obviously, now it says. What's in this drink? What did you drug me with? Right. That's the post Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein fucking era. Right. But back then, if I remember reading correctly, it was like a it was a conversation starter. It was a way of continuing the, the conversation. Like, hey, what's in this drink? It's not right. what's in this drink. And right. just like and you were yeah. talking about earlier, like, you know, the the the, the whole thing gay, like the Flintstones lyrics have We'll have a gay old time. Which means happy. It's it's Which means happy. Right, to be happy. And then it turned into a I don't want to say racial slur because it's not a racial thing, but it became a slur type of word because it got yeah. equated with people who are homosexual because they were generally considered to be overly happy. That's how the word gay got associated with being a homosexual. Which is not right, but that's what happened. You know what I mean? So well, that's not a new thing either. No. That was around in like the 60s, 70s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, real quick, I want to give credit since we did play a good chunk of the song. It's "Baby, It's Cold Outside" by Johnny Mercer and Margaret Whiting from 1949. Um, I got it on Billboard Hits from 1949, but I'm sure it's available in multiple locations, multiple outlets. So if you want to hear the whole song, go and, check it out. And my point was that Dean Martin. The D, that's the that's the version of throwing everybody off right now is the Dean Martin one because he kind of does sound like he's lusting after her. Like, right. But baby, it's cold outside. Like, come but on, to be baby, fair, just hang around. Yeah, and but to be fair, and, I, and you're a much bigger fan of this style of song than I am, but that's just Dean's song style. That's not necessarily mm -hmm. him being creepy or lustful. 
Well, maybe a little lustful, but that's because that's how he sings. That's that's right. That's the it, it was not for honestly. It, if you're looking, if he was Demar was around now, and they were trying to make the song now, one the song would not go out. It, the Me Too move. Oh well, say yeah. Never, I'm saying say it never existed, and now they were trying to introduce this new "Baby It's Cold Outside" song. Never happened. It would. It would never happen. But for sure, Dean Martin's voice would not be the right one to use. No, you would need you would need to. You know how you get away with doing that song? You get someone like Mariah Carey. Carrie Underwood, you get a female to sing that song, and then maybe yeah, you can get away. That's with a good it. point. Yeah, yeah, the double standard would actually work in that favor for that one. Exactly, but I mean, so that's how you do a 2018 remix of that song. You get you get a Miley Cyrus. I'm not even saying that to be funny or smart. Like you get a female singer to do that song, and then it works. But do you know? Do you know the irony? The irony of the song, when the writers wrote it, yeah, it was a song to say, get the fuck out of our house. And it was everyone else saying, but baby, it's cold outside. Like, we got, get, I don't care. Get the fuck out. It's Christmas time. Get the fuck out. We want to be alone. Right. That's really, that was the original meaning of the song. That's, that's even funnier, actually. <laughs> you know, and there's, a, there's another song that's going through some bullshit. Michael Buble, who I 100% believe only comes out during Christmas. I think he like kind of is like a like <laughs> that he's kind of me. like a like he's kind of like a gremlin or a groundhog. He just stays away from the general public and only comes out on Christmas. Like it's his time. Um, he did a song uh, which was uh, Santa Baby. Oh yeah, I know that song. You know, I don't Santa he... Baby, but he changed it to Santa Buddy. Okay. And a lot of people are freaking, like, are pissed off that Michael Bublé changed it to Santa Buddy. Why? And they're all like, "What?" Because they're like, "Well, because um, he, I don't know, because people love to bitch about shit." Well, one person yeah. comment, one person tweeted and commented, and said, "Listen, Michael Bublé, you, if you're not comfortable with, you know, sucking Santa's dick like we all do with that fucking song, then stop singing the song." It's Santa, you call Santa baby, like we all do. And I was like, that, that, these people give way too much of a fuck about this song. Well, that's exactly, that's a whole nother problem, is having that much of a, you know what I mean? So I agree, that's just ridiculous, but I don't know, man. There's, Here's my, th my, my opinion is when, when it comes to songs like this, is sing the fucking song you want. If it comes on the radio, turn the fucking radio off. Like, yeah. Exactly. I agree. I agree. If you don't like something, don't support it. I mean, I have a lot of like businesses and organizations I don't support because I don't agree with things that they do. But I don't go out there trashing them in social media or on this show for that matter. I just choose not to contribute to them. I don't give them my business, you know, and that's what it boils down to. Christmas. Let's let's go back. Let's you know, this is supposed to be a happy episode. Um Christmas music. <laughs> As we were talking about, um, but no, so, but you know what? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that song up, not because of the lyrics or the controversy, but that's a song I remember from my childhood. You were talking about traditions earlier in the episode, and that's a song that would be playing in the background while we'd be decorating the tree. And my mom never thought he shouldn't hear this, you know. And and I think that's part of it is that it is a back. It's not a. 
carol song it's no. not let's sing have yourself a merry little christmas it's not you know uh fucking deck the halls it's a background christmas song that you play with your stereo kind of bad a little bit just kind of christmas ambiance and maybe that's what maybe that's why it skated through for the past fucking 70 years yeah no one listened to the goddamn song it was always in the background well yeah i think i Some, think that definitely someone recently listened to that song like holy shit well, and that goes back to what we were saying without getting heavy about it again. It's, someone's listening to it with 2018 years, not, you know, 1980 years or 1990 years or 1970 years. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're hearing it with 2018 but, years. But there was, a, there was a follow-up to this because there was a radio station that aired it because they did. Because every fucking radio station played Please, Christmas Chris, music. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, like, never once has anybody been like, Oh no, we should not do that. Like, oh, it's a Christmas. They just have the Christmas tracks, put it on. Some person listened to it and complained to the radio station. I think if it was in Virginia or something, I don't know where the fuck it was. And they complained, and then the station pulled it. And then, then they then the station put out a poll and said, "We will, we can, we'll give you the people an opportunity to choose whether it stays off the air, off the station, or if you guys want to bring it back." And it was like 60% said, bring it back. Right. Like, because, yeah. Because it's not harmful. It's not harmful. And you have, and like we said uh, many times, you have to think of it. You know, if you, let's, say, let's put it this way. If you're listening to the song, I Feel Pretty from yeah. West Side Story. Yeah. And you were offended by the lyrics, I feel pretty and witty and gay. And you call up a radio station. It's then don't listen to the fucking song. Yeah. Don't say the fucking lyrics. Don't ruin it for the rest of fucking everybody. Just because you don't like a line doesn't mean we have to suffer. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? How hard? You know what I want to talk about real quick is how hard is it to get a song into permanent rotation? Like we've talked about some movies that had songs like that. They were just for fun. I know I said I broke it up for a minute. No, I actually almost choked. <laughs> but yeah, you it, choked on your words, man. Yeah, I did. Um, but no, we've talked about it because like, about a boy has Santa Super Slay. It, it's a song. It's a fictitious song for the movie, and the characters living off that song. And then there's um, Bill Nye's character. I'll say it your way, just for distinction, from Love sure. Actually, and he remakes his song to be a Santa, a Christmas song. But there's someone who in our lifetime has done it, and it's not easy to do. There's a difference between a modern-day artist taking an old classic and re-singing it and making it a thing and someone who yeah. actually creates a brand-new Christmas traditional song. And as much as I'm not a big fan of her, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is is now a thing and it will be for you know decades beyond and i guarantee 90 percent of the popularity comes from love actually um possibly i that song was pretty big before love actually because that song came out in 1994 and love actually is 2001 so did it really yeah you're talking a good seven year gap so i had no idea mariah carey was still was performing that fucking long Oh, yeah, she's been around for a long time. I remember her in, like, 91, 92. I think that's when Fantasy comes out, or Emotions is 91, 92. It's been around. Uh, she's been around I, for a minute, yeah. I, um, I actually, uh, have, yeah, Emotions is 19. 
Emotions is 1991, which is her breakout song, and Someday is the same year, which is another one of her breakout songs. So, Fuck, she looks amazing. I, I, I always thought she was See, like. I think she got. I think she got worse looking as she got older, but that's because she did a lot of like enhancement and plastic surgery, and that's a whole other discussion. Well, but yeah, um, she, she looks. She looks. She's had some work done, but. But anyway, but yeah, but this song has been around for you know since '94, and and it will be long before or long after probably both of us are gone, you know. So uh-huh. it's it's pretty interesting how that can be done, you know. But it's hard to do. Not many people pulled it off. Um, one of the most recent ones that I still kind of hum to myself. It's it's a parody. But okay. it's the Family Guy did a Christmas special, like um, probably they, they did a whole Christmas. They did a couple Christmas episodes, but there was one where it was like they actually included like like they wrote Christmas songs. So the jokey ones, but there's one where it shows like how like the Christmas love has been all commercialized, and it's kind of and now everyone wants iPhones and iPads and and Santa. If you believe in the Santa legend, he ha- he makes all the toys, right? Right. So it's him trying to keep up with trying to make all these things. And like, he basically has to use the elves as slave workers now. And I, how there's a song called Christmas time is killing us. Okay. I'll have to see if I can find it. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, I have a t-shirt that I'm not wearing today because a, it's not Christmas and B the Eagles are on, um, or will be on. Um, but and yes, I know you hate the Eagles. Um, but, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. But I have a picture of Santa trying to smuggle his elves through TSA in like suitcases <laughs> and stuff. And I wear it every Christmas. So um, there's that. But yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know how much more Christmas we can talk about. I, I'm glad we did this. It's been fun. We had a couple heavy moments, but it's also been a lot of fun. And I loved hearing that story about Rugrats Day. I'm not even joking, Rico. That was really a lot of fun for me to sit on this side and listen to. And see yeah, that. It was, uh, and I, I had completely, I had forgotten about it, but I hadn't thought about it for a year. So it sort of came fun back. No, and it was fun to see. I don't know if, well, obviously you can't, but I, I could see your face, and it was a level of joy that came across you. It was fun to watch um, right. as you told the story. And again, we'll have this uh, this episode in, in memory of your cousin, so that'll be something. Um, I don't have anything else, man. What do you say? We say Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, and let's let's roll it off. I, I kind of want to end it on a on a Christmas carol. Let's 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 try and do a I'm carol. I'm not singing on this thing. If you want to sing, you stand back and do your thing. I know you like to sing. I'm, I have a plan for how to end this, and it's not us talking. So, but I was going to tell you about it off air. So, if you want to sing, my friend, it's all you. I will sit back. I'll I'll sing. Oh, let me. I don't get to sing that often on this fucking. No, channel, so. I don't think you've seen ever before. All right, so for those who um, who give a fuck, let's uh, we're gonna do "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." My favorite, my favorite uh, Christmas song. Okay, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a cappella. So think of the music yourself. <clears throat> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out 
of song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide day. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yours. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. The years we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Merry Christmas. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Podeskew PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. You know what, Rico? I think I will sing. Jingle bell.